from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. I think Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won a thousand dollars. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Hey there. Um, I was just wondering if you guys could play um Science with Maury. Oh, Science with Maury. We haven't done that in a while. No, I was listening to the podcast um from a while ago, and I was like, oh my god, I totally forgot about this. Oh, um, what, what's your name? Gracie. Do you have maybe a suggestion for something sciencey that you want Maury to answer? Yeah, what area of science are you interested in, Gracie? Let's go. My mind goes to the human body. Oh, anatomy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. 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 Like how the health sciences. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Give us anatomy. A we can. Yeah. Let's. We can get into that. Oh, we can get into Do you that. mean like this bone's connected to that bone, and that bone's connected? Can you name two <laughs> bones that are connected to each other? Yeah, like your finger and your hand. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anatomy it is. Thanks, girl. Thank you. All right, give us a minute. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Oh, boy. You ready for your brain to hurt? <laughs> Welcome to Science with Maury. There we go. <laughs> Welcome to Science with Maury. Uh, by request this time. And uh, the request was to cover off some anatomy questions. The body. In Science with Maury. The body. <laughs> Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Maury. Ding! Ding, we're done? <laughs> <laughs> that was Science with Maury. <laughs> so, more. I think that the easiest way to do this, and probably where people are going to get the most benefit out of this, is to do this round of Science with Maury in quiz form. And so we will ask you the questions, and then everybody else can get a chance to think them over as well, and then we'll get you to sort of explain through uh, why things are the way they are so everybody can understand. We'll get your understanding of things. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Are you sure? Repeat it back to me. I thought that you were just going to say we'll do it multiple choice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and when he realized it wasn't, the look of panic on his face. Uh, Maury. Yes. Uh, where on your body is the skin the thinnest and where is it the thickest? Okay, thickest on your butt. Okay. And uh, thinnest, obviously, would be... Where is it the thinnest? Interesting. You say? Where do you? Oh, where eyelids. Are, okay. Okay. Now, uh, so you say eyelids is the thinnest skin, yeah. And your your butt, your butt is, is the, the thickest, thickest skin. So just so you know, the skin is the body's largest. Epidermis. Oh, organ. Organ. Correct. Mundo, Mori. The skin is thinnest on your eyelids. It is thickest on the butt. No, on the. Penis. Thickest? <laughs> you wish, pal. <laughs> oh, that looked like. It's thickest on the... Thighs. On the... Brain. Thickest on... Excuse me. What? You think your brain is wrapped in skin? That's so gross. <laughs> is it, though? Is it, though? Like I think it looks bag. nicer. The skin is thickest on the... 
bottom of your foot. Yes. Really? The bottom of your feet is where the skin Seriously? is thick. Yes, Maury. It's wow. science yes. of Maury. You, uh, Maury, should, be, you, you better, should be the one giving the answer. <laughs> Maury, because uh, now I'm going to ask you to explain why. Okay, so, um, well, I... Originally, I think it's wrong. The butt is, I think, the thickest. So you're going back to the butt? Yes. Always. (laughs) Always, always, always. Always, always, always. Wouldn't, like, honestly, would you not agree? No, I, no, I do not. Okay. Go on to the explanation as to why the bottom of the foot has the thickest skin. Don't let me explain the butt. Or the butt. So the butt, because you're sitting on it, you're using it for cushioning. Therefore, it's like, you know, God's gift to you is padding. Okay. okay? But you, you're wrong, though. It's the feet. Okay. okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Maury, yeah. which grows faster, your toenails or your fingernails? Okay. This is a very easy answer is that it's fingernails. Because back in the day when we were, I guess, hunting for food as a people. Yes. Um, when we, was that? How many years ago was that, do you think? Um, it would have been in the BC, so like one, year one. No, but how many years ago was that? Oh, I said. Oh, oh, um, it's a couple thousand. Okay, interesting. Okay, okay. go ahead. <laughs> okay, and so it's the longest because you had to claw at animals. Right, like what dinosaurs? No, no, no. Okay, no, this is after dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Just wanted to clarify yeah, as a that. people, we had to claw at animals to okay. sort of. Hunt for you had, the, you had to nail fight animals. This was our weapon. Okay. Therefore, it grew faster because as you're scratching. Yes. Is that how you, you would scratch at an animal? Yeah. Just like like show, us, show us animal hunting okay. right now, Maura. Very, very weak, very weak wrists okay. right there. <laughs> Is it the noise you make? Well, naturally, yes. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. No, okay, uh, but am I right? Oh, wait, wait. What's what? the answer? You didn't give the answer. Uh, your fingernails. Yes. Okay. Because of clawing because at animals. Because of... <laughs> Okay, yes. Okay. Okay, We got time for one more, right? Yeah. Uh, Maury, how tiny is your smallest bone? (laughs) This is a a trick question, right? You want me to reveal some personal information? How tiny, Maury, is your smallest bone? Like this big? Oh, one inch. (laughs) How big, Wonka? What did you say? Like this? <laughs> and Maury, you say what? One inch. One inch. An inch? Like this? Okay, so. Ah, like this. <laughs> Maury, first of all, where is your smallest bone? <laughs> your pinky. What's that? Your pinky. Your pinky. Maury, you say your pinky is your smallest bone. Yeah, argue me on that. Okay. <laughs> argue me on that. <laughs> Next segment is going to be called Words with Maury. Argue with me on that. I think I think we need to build around argue with me on that and just have people call up and argue with me on that. Uh, Maury, okay, so how big would you say that is? How big would you say your smallest bone is? Uh, it's very important to understand that when I say smallest bone, it's within the joints, right? Because your bone ends where the next bone begins. Okay. Right? Okay. So, What's that bone called? This one here? Yeah. Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I would say that's what? Like, that's less than an inch. Okay, Maury, I would, would you be shocked to, if I told you that your smallest bone is actually the size of a grain of rice? <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't shock me at all. <laughs> where, where is this bone? That is called, it's called the stirrup bone. Uh, oh, the which, stirrup. I know this bone. Where is it? The stirrup is in your back, your like lower back. Yes, you are absolutely no. The stirrup is in your eardrum. <laughs> no, that's wrong. Okay. No, no. It's, Everybody shush the stirrup if you think point, about a horse. It's 2.5 millimeters to 3.3 millimeters long. On the other hand, Maury, where is your longest bone? <laughs> you want me to show you? <laughs> yes. 
Like for real? Yes. Show me your longest oh, bone. Well, I have to stand up for show, that. Okay. Show me your longest bone. Where's your longest bone? Are you trying to be funny right now? Point to it. Don't okay. show me. Point no, to my it. My longest bone is my, this part of your arm, it which would, is called the. This call. It's called the. Not the forearm, because. Okay. If I told you that your longest bone was the femur, where's the femur? Your feet, because the f. Excuse me. Femur. Okay. No femur. No, where's no, your? Where's your? Femur. Where's your femur? <laughs> where? Where on your body do you have a long bone? Okay. Like a long bone. Where, like, look at your body right now, up and down, and look for a long bone. <laughs> but is there only one? What's that? Is, there's two. What do you mean? Left and right leg. Which part of your leg? Oh, from thigh to knee. From thigh to knee? Yeah, it's longer on you because you're tall. You mean hip to knee? Where's your, yeah, hip to knee. Hip to knee. That would, in fact, be the your... Your feet, mer. Your feet... <laughs> Yes, Maury, that is in fact your femur and the longest it's bone on your body. Really? And yes, you have two of them. Am I right? Yes. Oh, wow. Well, were you right? No, <laughs> you, you weren't right about anything. <laughs> you confirmed what I was saying. If that makes you right, then ding. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Science with Maury. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, this is the Raza Mocha Show. Who's this? Hello, it's Melissa. How are you, Melissa? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's going on? So I need to talk to Roz about the duck song. Ha, 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 yeah. Yo, Melissa. A little over a year ago, I think it was, you were talking to Mocha about this duck song. Yeah. And you played it. it here. Super annoying. And I thought to myself, wow, I'm really happy that my children are too young to even know what this is, and I don't have to listen to it. Okay, so hold on here. So the duck song was uh, waddle, waddle, and then he waddle away. Um, the duck song is a, 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 like about a duck who just like, he's a massive troll, right? Yeah. And it's his relationship with the guy at the lemonade stand. And do you want to hear some of it? Good. Let's play some of it now. Bum, bum, bum. Ba-dum, ba-dum. A duck walked up to a lemonade stand and he said to the man running the stand, Hey, bum, bum, bum. got any grapes? The man said, no, we just sell lemonade, but it's cold and it's fresh and it's all homemade. Can I get you a glass? The duck said, I'll pass. Then he waddled away. Waddle, waddle. When the duck walked up to the lemonade stand And he said to the man running the stand Hey! Bum, 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 got any grapes? The man said, no, like I said yesterday <laughs> We just sell lemonade, okay? Why not give it a try? The duck said, goodbye Goodbye! <laughs> So that's how it goes. And then the guy at the lemonade stand gets really pissed off at the little duck, who's obviously a massive troll. And this is one of the greatest songs we've ever played on this show. So I'm going to tell you, Roz, I'm going to tell you, Melissa, right now, the duck song yeah. is one of the biggest hits in our house right oh, now. is it? Because in the past two weeks, our son Cruz, who's three years old, yeah. has discovered the duck song. Okay. And we listen to it. He watches the video on YouTube all the time. Yeah. And he loves it. He loves the part where the duck trolls the guy at the lemonade stand. He turns around and he goes, adios. Yeah. <laughs> so now Cruz all the time is saying, adios. But we listen to that song multiple times yeah. every single day. It's and amazing. I don't get sick of it at all. So what do you want to say about it now? So we don't listen to it at home, but my five-year-old daughter who sings literally every second of the day 
the other day, all of a sudden I hear her go, bum, 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 got any grapes? Oh, no. And I stopped in my oh, truck. No. And I said, what did you just say, sweetheart? She goes, got any grapes? Yeah. And I fell to the floor laughing, and I immediately thought of you two and listening to it on your show, and I thought, oh, my gosh, the duck song has hit my household. <laughs> yes. <And laughs> she sang it. All weekend. And then she waddled away. Waddle, waddle. Next day, bum, 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 Yeah, I'm with you. But see, the difference is between your household and our household, Melissa, is that my wife and I actually dig that song. So watching yeah. watching our little guy get so much enjoyment from listening to it multiple times every single day, uh, it brings us joy as well. I, I, I enjoy watching her sing it because she's adorable and how can I not? Yeah. But the song itself, I'm thankful that she hasn't asked me to put it on for her and I just listen to her sing it. That right. I can handle. Here, tell her tell her to listen right now. Turn, turn me back up again, Mocha. I got to hear more of this. <laughs> when the duck walked up to the lemonade stand and he said to the man, run in the stand, hey, bum, 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 got any grapes? That's it. If you don't stay away, duck, I'll glue you to a tree and leave you there all day stuck. So don't get too close. The duck said, adios. <laughs> yes. And he waddled away. Oh, my God. That's Chris's favorite part. I love it. Thanks, Melissa. I love you. Thanks, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's up, dude? Let me go through this survey with you real quick. Okay. So they surveyed people between the ages 11 and 24. So 11 and 24. So think of you when you're young. Okay. okay? And they asked them about the experiences that they've had in their lives. And 13% said that they've never been to a mall. Wow. Okay. Right, um, fifteen percent uh, say that they've never left the state or, I guess, province where they were born. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people. Nineteen percent have never cooked a meal from scratch. Oh wow! In your I believe 20s? that. Yeah, in your twenties. When did you cook from your scratch? first meal from scratch? How old were you? Like in my twenties. Really? Yeah. Everything else was in following. your twenties. Yeah. Everything else was like either from a box or a bag or like following instructions, but never like. Oh, let me try this and this and this and this. Really? Huh? Yeah, 20s for sure. Even like even just tried it and screwed it up. You never did that? No. No, Maury. When was how old were you when you cooked a meal from scratch? From scratch? Yeah. Date 1 with Matthew. Date 1 with Matthew. Because before that I was on my own and I or I opened cans. And how old were you when you what was date 1 with Matthew? I was 28. 28. Eight. I made my dad's concoction, which is pasta, meat, and a bunch oh, of right. other things. Remember concoction? <laughs> so please explain concoction to people. <laughs> and Matthew has since said that if it was not for the fact that I'm an awesome person, he would have left me because of concoction. Okay, what is in concoction? Concoction is ground beef. Yeah. Um, like massive pieces of pasta. Right. Like those big roundy loopy ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, kidney beans, <laughs> corn. Yeah. 
<laughs> Parmesan cheese? Yeah. Bread crumbs? Sounds heavy. And pasta sauce. It sounds like something sounds that like so ends up in your stomach after like a week of eating. That's so gross. You made that for somebody on a date <laughs> and they married you? I grew up on concoction. How often would your dad make concoction? Every time he had to leave for a business meeting. <laughs> why, do you say, why do you say business meeting? Because it was a date. He was going to, he's like, all right, I, I got to go. You, Here's what, concoction. At 8 o'clock at night when your dad had to go to business meetings, what did you think he did? Oh, I thought, I knew that he was going on a date. Oh, okay. No, so I, he would I knew leave that. with what? Like he would just make a big pot of concoction and just leave it there and you yeah, would eat it all it was, week? And then I knew it was lunch the next day too. Oh my God. Um, 27% of people said that they'd never seen the sunrise. No, I, I have multiple times. But between, you, between the ages of 11 and 24. Oh, yeah. No, you have to get up early for that. That's or, go to, or go to bed late. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, the first time I saw the sunrise, I believe it was after an all-nighter. Yeah, same. Absolutely, the yeah. And uh, 43% of, of uh, people between the ages of 11 and 24 say that they've never gone camping or hiking. Camping or hiking? Oh, no, yes. I have, yeah. Have you gone camping, Maureen? Between uh, yeah, those I used ages? to go camping with my dad all the time. Like in a tent? A tent and uh, where you put the canoe over your head. <laughs> wait, wait. To, what? to move it, not to sleep, though. <laughs> yeah. <Right? laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Matthew McConaughey, the great Matthew McConaughey, will join us on the Roz and Mocha Show. His new book is Green Lights. I still don't understand the ending of Interstellar. You know, I watched Interstellar again the other night. Did you? Yeah. It's such and a good it, movie. And it all made sense to me now. No. Yeah. Can you explain it? Yeah, I will later. Not right now. We got oh, business on, man, to take care of. We get, dude, bro, you think I'm going <sighs> to explain in like, what, two seconds the ending of Interstellar? You know how many times I've watched that movie? Or not, sorry, I've watched that movie a lot. Yeah. And I've watched so many ending of Interstellar. Which, okay, which part videos. do you not understand? So when he goes off, spoiler alert, into that other dimension. Yes. Right? And it's all rainbowy and stuff. Yes. When he's in the bookshelf. And then he's behind the bookshelf. Yes. Merle's bookshelf. Yes. Right. So, like, where is he there? Okay. So, and who put him there? Who sent him there? The people. What people? They did. Who? They built that. Who built it? People. What people? Them. Like human beings? Yes. Like us? Maybe. Like the people he's working with? Maybe not. Could have been aliens. Or NASA. Could have been anybody. We said people built it. Right. Somebody built it. It was built. It was built for that purpose. Of what? So he could communicate. With Merle? Yes. But why? So she could save the future. (laughs) (laughs) Right? No, not right. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, hold on. So somebody built that other dimension. Yes. Specifically to send him there or yes. just anybody who would happen to find that particular dimension or no, it, was it was specifically for him. It was specifically all the different scenarios, like all the but different But how do they times. know that it was going to be him? Because. To get there. It, it had to be him to get there because like it was designed. why couldn't it be Anne Hathaway? Because it was designed for him. It, but what if he died? But Spoiler he, alert, he doesn't die. <laughs> but he didn't, though. But what if he did? So they designed it with then him it, in mind. Then it so what happened been, over the course of the movie, right. all these different planets that they traveled to, spoiler alert. Right. Like, if something happened and he died, yes. and then that 
yes. dimension that was built for right. him. Then what? But they he, would just alter it and like send somebody else in? No, it was always going to happen one but way it, or another. But how did they know <laughs> that the future needed saving? Or they it was knew that like in the, the present, though, but they knew that in the present. That there was something bad that was going to happen in the future? Yeah, they knew that. That's why he went up in the first place. He went up with the yeah, intention. But how did they know the extent of... Because, like, what if... I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> so how would they know, the people or aliens, okay. that things were going to happen in the order that they happen to get really, really bad to have that dimension built for Matthew McConaughey to then send him there to fix it or to send Merle the code or codes right. in order to crack another code to fix the future. Okay. Right. Yes, correct. Oh, that's not an answer. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a statement? Oh, I hate it <laughs> so much. I hate it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Raj, you ready to talk to Academy Award winner, Golden Globe Award winner, Screen Actors Guild Award winner, and the list goes on and on and on? Maury's waving to me to say, also hot. <laughs> <laughs> and now author of the new book, Green Lights, Matthew McConaughey. Welcome to the Raz and Mocha Show. How are you feeling about this book, man? feel good about it. You know, I went and finally got the courage to go write the doggone thing and then to put it out there and see how it's being received, see that, you know, that it translated, that people are relating to it, even though it's, a, you know, it was a personal story of mine. Great. I mean, it feels wonderful. It's been been uh, um, at the top of the charts for two weeks now. That uh, you know, you make any art, you want people to see it. And that's not why you make it, but uh, if more people see it and, and read it or go watch a movie of mine, that, that's what I want. But no guarantee. And this one's off to a great start. Is there a difference for you when strangers react to it compared to people in your family? Like now that it's been out, everybody has had a chance to read, including the people in uh, in your family. What has their reaction been, and uh, how important is their reaction to you? Well, the first person I let read it was my mom. Yeah, and really. My whole family. Yeah, yeah. She dug it. Um, and was like, yeah, all the stories you told on me are true. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then some. And, uh, you know, I think what's fun now is with this last month, this book tour is hearing what strangers get from. It. Again, what's that relatability? How does someone go? Oh, so if I've talked to 100 people about the book, 100 people have had different things to say that they got from the book. One of the things that I, I think that you have incredible insight on for people who may be in the same situation where they want to jump or they want to make change is you walked away from something with romantic comedies, but you walked away at something you were very good at, which a lot of people have a hard time doing. Yeah, and understandably so. You know, it's... Uh, you know, a lot of us are out there and I've been in that way in my life, just trying to find what is that one thing that I am good at yeah. and is what I supply in demand. Well, at that time of romantic comedies, I was doing those, rolling with them. I enjoyed them and they were in high demand. The paychecks were, you know, I'd taken the baton from Hugh Grant years before and ran with it. And, <laughs> and those, and those, uh, those rom-coms that I was making at that time were, you know, people like, oh, well, McConaughey's the shirtless rom-com guy on the beach. And I've always been like, yeah, those rom-coms paid for the beach houses that I rented that I rented. <laughs> sure. Damn right they did. Um, but what that was doing at the time for me is the other movies that I wanted to do, other material, the dramas that I've been doing the last 12 years, those were not getting, those were not being offered to me. Right. So I could not do those, meaning for any price, no one was going to make those with me. So because I couldn't do what I wanted to do, I stopped doing what I had been doing, which was the rom-coms. Mm -hmm. And hey, it was a scary proposition because 
I didn't know how long I was going to go without work. And I went without work for about two years. That's crazy. That's a long time. Yeah. Frightening. It had some frightening times, man. <laughs> yeah. You're I like, mean, look at this body. Who long? doesn't want to hire this body? <laughs> they were still, they, they tried to hire this body for the first, for the first six months until I turned that one down. That was for like 14 mil. That's and when I turned that one down, I think they got the signal. They went like, oh, McConaughey's not bluffing. Uh, Matthew McConaughey on the Raza Moga show. The new book is Green Lights. Uh, you tell this fantastic story of the day you realized you were famous, which was a morning like you had lived every day of your life up until that point. And then one day you realize, oh, my God, I'm <laughs> famous. Yeah. Are you was, good at being was, famous? You seem like you're really good at being famous. Well, I've gotten better at being famous. Yeah. I mean, it takes a little. You got, it takes a while to get your legs on you. I mean, you, you, you first get famous. No. And th- here's the thing. Anyone can tell you, hey, anyone who's about to get famous, you can give someone a few tips. I could give somebody a few tips now about how to handle it, what what matters, what doesn't, what to enjoy, what not to enjoy, what to believe, what not to believe, blah blah blah. But you don't. It doesn't matter who. There's not a book on how to on how to handle it. You got to go through things. I remember, after I got famous, one of the first things I really realized, and it was seven years into my fame, the the joke that helped me, the joke I got is, it's not personal, it's business. And boy, you get that all of a sudden you, st- you start to cut through the chafe of all the stuff that, that doesn't really matter about it. What does matter? It gives you a lot of access. You know, you get fame for, right, off, right off the bat. You get access to things you never had access to before. And that affluence of options all of a sudden where you had a hundred no's in front of you and those hundred no's flipped and became, yes, you can do those whenever you want, please. You look at, the, you know, you look at your watch, you say, I need more than 24 hours a day to pull this off. And they're not giving any more than that. The day before I became famous, I would have done a hundred of those scripts. Any of them, if you'll just let me. Then all of a sudden time to go comes out that Monday, two days later, they're telling me you can do all of them. Wow. And I'm like, wow. wait a minute. Two days ago, I would have done any. And you said, no, and I ain't done that in uh, uh, in the In one of the chapters of the book, I don't want to give away too, too much, but you tell this fantastic story of the night that you found out or that your girlfriend at the time, now your wife, told you that she was pregnant. And it was this great emotional moment between the two of you that you guys shared. Yeah, 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 you, you, yeah. You, you called your mother, and the, the conversation didn't go the way that... No. You guys thought it would go. So we called my mom with this wonderful news. My mom's on the other end of the line. I've got her on speakerphone. And I said, Mom, we're crying. Mom, tell her the news. All of a sudden she goes, no, 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 Matthew. This is out of order. This is not how I raised you. This is not good at all. No, 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 no. And all of a sudden, Camilla and I on the other side, I'm about to take her off speaker, but I'm like, no, let it ride. Let, you know, let, let Camilla hear the, this side of my mother. So our tears are turning to shock. And my mom's like, just going, oh, my God, no. I, you know, this is not good news. I am not. A, uh, you know what? Uh, goodbye. Things up. <laughs> oh. And I'll come in and I look at each other and go, well, that didn't go. <laughs> About 10 minutes go by. The phone rings again. I look down. It's a number from my mom. My mom goes, okay, call him back. Am I on speakerphone? I said, yeah, you're here. She goes, Okay. I would like to put some white out over that last conversation. <laughs> um, I thought about it after I said that, and that's very selfish of me to say that. You know what? If y'all are happy, then I'm happy. And there's no place for me not to be happy. If y'all are happy and you're gonna you're gonna make a baby together, then I'm very happy. So just put some white out over that last piece of that conversation. Just forget I ever wow. said that. Our daughters, my daughter, your daughter, born on the exact same day, January third, twenty ten, and she knows you from the rom coms and. 
people know you from different things. Like in my house yesterday, she's like, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'm like, I'm going to interview Matthew McConaughey. And then she says, which one's that? And then we just go, bull mama. And then she goes, and then she goes, oh yeah, I know Matthew McConaughey. Cool, okay. <laughs> and so I want to know, did you see the clip of Kate saying that you were a lousy kisser? We Kate and I just had a conversation on this book tour. And, and I, that's the first question I had. I said, look, someone told me you're online saying that I was allowed to kiss you. And she started laughing and going, what I'm saying is that every time we had to kiss, it was never like, ah, perfect temperature, nice romance. It was like, okay, you're falling out of, an, out of a helicopter. You're going underwater. And as you come up out of water in the ocean, see each other. You're glad to be alive and embracing kiss. Well... All right, you've already got some elements to deal with that are going to make this not a perfect kiss. So you're coming up, you got salt water up your nose, you can't see straight, you're going in, you're trying to get a nice kiss, you're bumping noses, button heads, you got snots flying everywhere, and you're like, oh, great, okay, take two, that didn't work. You're like, we got to make this, like, look good as well. And so, yeah, we've never really been in them. Too many situations in our movies where we did have screen kisses where it was like, ah, this is the ideal situation for a nice kiss. <laughs> uh, Matthew McConaughey, it was such a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, the new book, Green Lights, is out right now. We appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for making the time to hang out with us on the Raza Mocha Show. Enjoyed it. Here's to catching and creating more green lights for all of us. Let's move forward. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Throughout history, there have been some pretty epic rivalries. Yes, there have. Coke versus Pepsi, Biggie versus Tupac, Drake versus Meek Mill, McDonald's versus Burger King, Tyson and Holyfield, Taylor Swift versus Katy Perry, Damon Mori versus Healthy Food and Exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Still undecided. However... There's one battle that's been going on for 11 years and is nowhere near to being over. Okay. And that is you, Roz, oh. versus Caillou. Oh, my God. The bald-headed cartoon that everybody hates. I don't know how this happened. I, at some point... 11 years ago and I know recently people like there's a lot of Caillou memes that have been floating around recently I get that but I've been getting trolled by Caillou for 11 years Mommy 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 Caillou love to hate this kid huh That doggy scared me He's just so whiny And so for Caillou what's wrong For 11 years there's been All gone Caillou Eat your vegetables. Oh, God. Shut this kid. Okay. Hold on, right here. Right. Take you to the park. Oh but you can't go to the park if you don't finish your vegetables. I hate vegetables. I want chocolate chip cookies. Shut okay. up, kid. Thank you. <laughs> uh, there's a Twitter account that is from Caillou, and he has claimed, whoever the individual is who runs his Twitter account, that I'm somehow Caillou's dad. Mm-hmm. And he talks to me on Twitter for 11 years. And not even just, he just like tweets normally about stuff. But then it always circles back to me being Caillou's dad. And it is like a long game troll job. Like a long game troll job. 11 years, bro. 11 years. And creating parody after parody after yes, parody. they sing songs. Hey, Ron. Why the long 
face, you think the fact that I'm your son is a disgrace? I may be spoiled, a little bit whiny, but I think you're just jealous because your head ain't as shiny. But whoa, Roz, you, you need to pause. pause. Take a deep breath and look at your own flaws. Anyways, I just want to add, no matter what happens, I still love you, Dad. <laughs> and that's not the only one. Roz is a man who's old. He keeps breaking his toe. He's not very smart, though he's, he's my father. <laughs> Roz is my dad. Roz is my dad. He knows he's guilty. No, I'm definitely sad because I make him mad because he's jealous of me. <laughs> la, 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 it's a big commitment to troll me for 11 years. And it's it even did a commitment. song for you uh, for Father's Day you once. Say I'm crazy. Because you don't think I know I'm your son. My <laughs> home isn't the best place to find my father because he left me all alone. He's got no friends because he really sucks to his glass from a tree hobo. My daddy, Nana. Half of my jeans are from that baddie, my papa. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's almost enough for an album. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We're getting up there. And the reason why I bring this up is because Caillou yeah. has released another song. Oh, God. And okay. this one is called... Are you ready for this? Yeah. Sunnin'. <laughs> Light shining right off my head. Blinding rose western, light shining right off my head. Blinding rose western, I'm looking fresh, that's easy. Rose is dripping oil, he's greasy. Super tight pants, he's squeezing. Super, super, super tight pants, he's wheezing. Rose is my papa, I'm sunning. I'll roast that pick when I want it. I'm a cute boy, you love me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cute boy, kids love me. Big Papa's looking shattered. I got bald head. Call me master. He got that back. And a swagger. Old smooth cool dude a disaster. I got cash flow. You can have some. If I'm pissed off, that's a tantrum. Wake up, fire him real quick. Ratings will shoot up. Head shining bright. I'm stunning. Roz knows the bell he's running. He can't get away. I'm coming. Super, super, super old man. I'm coming. Wow. Roz is my papa, I'm stunning. He buys me toys when I want it. No, he I'm doesn't. I'm a bald boy, I'm stunning. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm your firstborn, I'm stunning. No. <laughs> no. He doesn't do any of those things. Except for the tight pants. That song is completely wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there you have it. For everyone Thanks. who's oh, been great. asking. Because we get asked a lot All about Caillou. Time. All the time. A lot. That is the new song from Caillou, a.k.a. your son, Roz. Shut up. <laughs> you start with me. Sun in. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. I didn't know Plenty of Fish still existed. Does it? Yes. In what capacity? I'm spitty today. Did you hear that? You sound like Donald Duck. <laughs> in what capacity? It had, like, is it an app now or is it still online? Like, does it still work the same? You create a profile and yes, stuff? Yes, I have yeah. no idea. Uh, but they put out an annual list, their annual list of dating trends that they expect to see more of next year. Oh, interesting. And of course, they're all like kind of COVID related. Like post-COVID related or current COVID related? Current. Current. COVID. And I don't know if any of these like actually are being, like if they came up with this 
the name of these things or if people who are using plenty of fish have started Oh, it's one of these things. Naming God's these sake. situations, this particular thing. This is, nobody's saying these things. They've made it up to try and get a little bit of publicity. For example, Fauciing. Yes, no, it's not a thing. Is declining to date someone because you don't feel that they're taking the pandemic seriously enough. No, that's not a thing. They made that up. Nobody, Nobody's ever said Fauciing. Uh, mask. Rating. Also, Fauciing, ew. <laughs> I don't that sounds dirty. disgusting. It sounds wet. No, it sounds, yeah. Mask nobody, nobody wants to get Fauci'd. Uh, when you pretend to care about masks hey, and COVID-19, just so people will date you. Yeah, no, okay. Uh, apocalypsing, treating every relationship like it's your last and getting too serious too quick. A third of single people know someone who's done it. This is according to Plenty of Fish. This one, I don't know, man. None of them are real. Zoom landering. Oh, God. Uh, it's people who won't stop checking stop checking themselves out on camera when you're on a Zoom date. No. <sighs> no, these aren't real things. Nobody's saying these. These are made-up terms. So you mean no one's using the term sanitizing? Where it's when you delete photos and wipe all evidence of past relationships from your social media? No. That's no, not called sanitizing? No. No. Or end gaming? No. As in accidentally sending a racy photo or video to someone that you're dating? No. Nobody says it. Nobody is nobody uses that. It's or, not a real thing. Or waldoing? Excuse me. When someone only posts group photos on their dating profile, so it's hard to tell which person they are. <laughs> People don't do that, do they? <laughs> Yo, why are you shaking your head yes like that, Maury? I, I just said, people don't do that, and Maury's like, no, they don't. No, they don't. That's not true. That's not true at all. Again, this is just according to Plenty of Fish. Yeah. Uh, Bradying, as in Tom Brady, for changing teams. Oh, it's when you end a long-term relationship, even though everyone says it's a mistake. It's not a thing. Nobody's ever said that. Again, this is from Plenty of Fish. They put out their annual list of dating trends that they expect to see more of next year. I assume that they put this list out hoping that people start using these terms. Yes. In the hopes that it catches on next this year. This is like when you would be out with somebody and like, oh my God, I was I totally bradied. And you'd be like, what? And they explain it to you and you're like, stop <laughs> making stuff up, man. Yeah, that's not fetch. <laughs> not fetch at all. <laughs> and mochas fix my life what advice can you guys give me okay so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix Roz and mocha got you how you doing Chantel? i'm i'm okay i do have a problem that i need your help with which is i have a crush on my friend's husband that's not good it's <laughs> not good well. Chantel, you wrote us this uh hey Roz and mocha fix my <laughs> life I have a crush on my friend's husband, and I get the vibes that he has a crush on me, too. Oh, my God. My fiancé and I chill with this couple a lot, and I feel like it's not healthy that we keep flirting when we drink. Oh, I want to stop hanging with them. I try to I try to tell my fiancé uh, that we should do something else on the weekends, but he really likes hanging with my friend's husband. How do I tell him why I don't want to hang with them anymore? Uh, should I admit to having a crush on someone else? Oy, oy, oy. How long has this been going on for, Chantel? Um, well, we bubbled with them. So, like, all of COVID, they've been one of our only friends. Oh, okay. okay. Now, now, when you say that you have a crush and that you guys flirt and he has a crush on you, what are you worried about? Are you worried that your husband or your fiancé is going to find out that you guys are flirting? Or are you worried that this may escalate into something that you act on? I mean... That's a complicated question there. That's why I asked it. 
when okay when we all drink we all get flirty like my friend legit flirts with my husband however i'm not jealous like i don't really care you know um but i really feel like this is gonna ruin my friendship and like my husband's just gonna get really pissed because i don't know i feel like one day he's just gonna do something what you think the guy that you like is gonna do something like he's gonna make a move he totally likes me back and yes, I do. When did yeah. he tell you? Like in front of everybody? You can tell. You can tell. No, but he like, we were all together. And then he like secretly messaged me on Facebook the same night at like 1 a.m. And he was like, hey. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey, what? Yeah. Nothing. I don't know. I, I deleted it. I mean, you don't know. You deleted it? You didn't read the whole message? Yeah, you read the message. Come on. No, no. All it said was, hey. Yeah. Okay. Have there been any other since the since the Facebook message of just, hey, have there been any more any other meetups between the groups? Yeah, we've we've totally met up since then. I just act like I never got that. Okay, message. and you flirt with him though? Uh, yeah, red wine does it. Okay, yeah, exactly. Um, so flirting is fine. Fantasies are fine. Uh, crushes are fine. You're, most people you are going to meet in life have had some sort of crush on somebody at some point that is not the person they're with or married to. Like Roz and I. Uh, like <laughs> Um, but uh, all that stuff is fine. Now, one of the things that makes them sort of sexy and one of the things that, you know, keeps you thinking about it is because they're secret and secrets are dirty and secrets are fun and secrets are sexy. And oftentimes it is advised by people who know way more about this stuff than I do, but oftentimes it is advised that the fastest way to kill a crush is to tell the person you're with about it. Because then it's not a secret anymore. Hmm. How okay. do you think your fiance would react to find out that you have a crush he, on his friend? I don't think he would take it well at all. Yeah, he, he can be like very jealous. So why don't why don't you play it from this angle then? Why don't you instead of saying coming up with more excuses on why you don't want to hang out, why don't you say that when you guys all get together and you drink, you find all of the interactions to be a little bit too flirty for your liking? Oh yeah, that's. Okay. And then that way, that way you're involving everybody. You're involving him, uh, your best friend. You're involving the, 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 the husband. Everybody's involved because that's the truth, right? You're not lying about that. Yeah. You guys no. all sit around and flirt. And why not come at it that way? Why not say, hey, listen, I like hanging out with them as much as you do. And I like getting drunk. But I find that it escalates to the point of where everything is just a little too flirty for me. And it's fun at the time, but the next day I kind of feel gross about it. Yeah. Chantel, yeah. does the guy that you like, does his girlfriend or, or wife flirt with your fiance? Oh, hardcore. She has a hardcore crush on him. Yeah. Does he have a crush on her? No. Oh. Okay. So I would, then I would say that I would, I would get it out in the open. Okay. And then you can admit, you're just like that, you know, you get flirty, she's flirting with him, the boyfriend's flirting with you. It's just all too flirty. Everything is just, it's just too much. And, and it, and it's never the same because I'm getting the, I'm getting the sense that the more often this happens, it sort of escalates, right? My friend totally like asked me like about my fiance's like privates and stuff, like in the full open. Wow. Like, it gets so weird. Yeah. For wow. Real. Wow. And, okay. and what, and yeah. what do you say? Do you answer? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm you drunk, do. So. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> what yeah. are you guys drinking? That's my well, question. Wine. Wine. Is it wine or is it more than 100%. that? Hundred percent. Are you guys doing shots and stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Jungle juice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? You guys. Can- 
eating whatever is like left in the pantry. Yeah. And of, and of course, the difference is this, is that this isn't even happening out at like a bar. Like I'm assuming this is no, happening at somebody's home. house where bedrooms are, you know, steps away, right? Oh, yeah, totally. The kids are sleeping. Yeah, exactly. Chantel, okay, come on now. So, yeah. You need to end this now. And, and be straight up and just say, hey, listen, you know, when I'm drunk and I'm a party girl, this is just what happens. And when she's yeah. asking me questions about your stuff, I'm going to answer because I'm drunk and I'm having fun. Yeah, it's going to turn into like some kind of huge ass orgy or something. I don't want to do that. <laughs> now, but do they want to do that? You know, okay, like, you know, I would probably be open to that. <laughs> oh, Hashtag um, jungle juice. <laughs> okay. See, however. yes, however what? And, I, and I've actually, like, put it out there because that's just how I am. You, put, you put it, it out, out there? there? You put it yeah, out I there? I put it out there. And what was yeah, the reaction? So the reaction was her husband was totally into it. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, And she was so offended and so upset. And what so about your fiancé? Well, I mean... Like, he knows that I'm bisexual, so he knows that I'll hit on women, so mm. he's okay with that. Right. But he was really upset that I suggested, like, a swinger-type thing. Okay, you got to so, stop this. You got to, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, unless unless you, you unless you don't want to be with your fiancé anymore. Like, unless you're using this oh. as, a, as an excuse to, to dip. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not the issue at all. I adore him. Okay. Hey, Chantel, where are you? It sounds very hollow. Yeah, I'm in the stairwell. Because my partner is sleeping. Oh, um, wow. Okay, cool. Understood. So does he even know that you left? N- no, I just walked out and said I have a blood test. Oh, wow. Oh, Weird. Well, we've been on the phone with you for less than 10 minutes. What's going to happen when you pop your head back <laughs> through the door? I'm going to tape some cotton to my arm. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> wow. The line continues. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, yeah, one lie on another lie on another lie on all another lie. All the best lie. to you, Chantel. Thanks for reaching out. Okay, thanks. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Hello? Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm literally listening to your podcast right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pause that for a second. What's your name? Uh, Diana. Diana. Okay, here's a text that we got from Diana that says, Hey, Razamoka, I started my drive home to Newfoundland yesterday. Oh, my God, that's a drive. For my midterm break, and I've been saving up your podcast for about two weeks to get me through. However, yesterday I ran out. And when I got off the ferry today, there's nothing better than having a brand new podcast to listen to. Thanks so much for keeping me. uh, Thank you so much for keeping me having someone to talk to. Okay. Uh, During the long day, you're the best. We love you guys. Also, Siri is kind of just writing this out for me while I speak and drive. So I apologize for any spelling mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. So, Diana, uh, how long is this drive that you're on right now? Um, So I'm literally in like the last half hour of the draft to Fredericton yesterday, and that was like a solid about six and a half hours. Wow. wow. And are you doing this solo, or you have a company in the car? I have you guys on the podcast, but that's it. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So you went from Fredericton to St. John's, right? No, so I went Fredericton to North Sydney, Nova Scotia last night. Okay. And then I crossed on the ferry last night, but, like, you have to get to the ferry terminal by, like, 9 p.m. Right. And then I kind of just sat in my car for, like, three hours while I waited to board. Jesus. Damn. And were you listening to the podcast then, or did you, like, take a snooze? Oh, I, I was listening, but then I ran out. And then I was like, there's no Wi-Fi. What am I going to do? Like, So, hold on so, a second. So, so where where do you live normally? Um, So, I'm from Cornerbrook, Newfoundland. Okay. And then you moved to where? Uh, 
Um, so I'm going to school in Fredericton, New Brunswick. So how did you dis- how did like how long have you been listening to the Ronza Mocha show? I lived in Toronto for a year in 2016. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And that's how you discovered yeah. this. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and so um, what, what, whenever you guys started the podcast, my cousin, who still lives in Toronto, she uh, sent me a text. She's like, Raz and Mocha have a podcast now. You're welcome. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. the, that's the best. I love these stories, and I know Mocha feels the exact same way. When we get so many calls of people that are like, I had the brut- most brutal road trip ahead of me, whether it's alone or whether it's you alone plus three screaming kids, whatever it is, <laughs> um, people, people like hold off. They abstain from the podcast for as long as they can, and then they stack them uh, for the road trip. Diana, thank you for spending so much time with the Raz and Mocha show and taking us along the, uh, the road trip with you. And you've listened to the podcast and to the show enough to know, Diana, between Raz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, okay. So I've been thinking about this on the drive. And um, I think I'm just going to have to go with Mocha. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not going to give a reason because I know Roz does not like that. Mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't like a reason yeah. when somebody says I'm their favorite because it always winds up turning into an insult. <laughs> like when I'm your favorite, just say I'm your favorite and back out of the conversation. <laughs> That's how smooth, cool dude happens. Okay? <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Diana, we love you lots. Thank you very much for being a part of the Roz and Mocha Show family. Thank you so much for calling me, you guys. And honestly, you got me right right in the patch where I actually have service. If I had been any further ahead, I wouldn't have gotten you. So thanks so much for calling. This is the best. Ah, you're the best. Take care. You too. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, come on in here, Maury. uh, Can you grab me that Austin Matthews clip, that Mocha that I just gave you, please? Yeah. So it's Movember. Are you growing a mustache, Maury? I don't even know. You always got a mask well, on. I can't, can't tell. I, well, I can't tell who's growing a mustache this I got month. a mustache with a big, I uh, got a mask with a big mustache on it at home. Let me see right now. Are you growing it out? Yeah. How's Matthew feel about that? Because I know he's not a it's fan. It's the month of, where like, I he supports, no, Ma- yeah. Matthew's supportive in the cause, but not a fan of the mustache, right? Yeah. No, it's the month where I get no action. The, this is the month. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the other 11 months of the year. <laughs> Add it on, right? No, but now yeah. we have a reason. Yeah, I know. In November. <laughs> November, it's because of the mustache. In the other 11 months, it's, I don't know, I have arm. I don't know. It's just like, it's always, it's, it's always something, right? <laughs> Why did you grow those ugly things? It's always, it's always going to be something. But, uh, so well, you, his reason is because, like, I don't want to kiss your dad. And with, you, with a mustache, it's like I'm kissing Frank. Right, because you do look a whole lot like your mm-hmm. old man. I know, and I wish I didn't. Yeah. Like, I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I'd rather look hotter. Right. Hotter oh. than your dad? Yes. Wow. No, that's not a diss. Yes. To me, you don't think you don't. You're not saying you don't think your dad's an attractive man. No, he. I can't answer. No, he is, but not to me. Like I wish I looked like a different attractive man. Okay, I, so name an attractive man that you. Can you, you hear wi- me down in this hole? Okay. <laughs> okay. So who would you like? Like uh, name somebody in your in your dad's demographic who you think is attractive. Where you would be like, I could, I would totally look like that. Like if somebody told me I look like that guy, that'd be great. George Clooney. Oh, here we go. You want to be George Clooney? <laughs> Frank Clooney. <laughs> you are far from Frank Clooney. Okay, so you're growing the mustache. Uh, Austin Matthews from the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And everybody knows his mustache. 
and everybody goofs on his mustache. It is this tiny little pencil. It looks like a bullfighter, yeah. but he's committed to it, and it, I love that he's committed to it. It looks terrible on it. It looks terrible, but it's awesome. Like That's one of the things that makes a mustache so great is when you just own it. And so he is working with Movember, but only he's doing the reverse Movember. Which is what? So here's the video that they released of Austin Matthews where he reads a lot of comments about his mustache and then lays out the plan for the mustache. Hi, I'm Austin Matthews, and this is my mustache, and this is what the internet thinks of it. Austin Matthews gets home after a long day of work and hangs that mustache up on his coat rack. Oh. Austin Matthews looks like a high school senior who grew a mustache to try to get away with buying beer for a party. <laughs> Austin Matthews and his fire mustache are good-looking. Appreciate that. Justin Bieber wrote yummy about Austin Matthews' mustache. I heard that rumor, too. Yummy. Has Austin Matthews grown his mustache to have it perfected in time for November? <sighs> well, some of you love it, some of you hate it. I'm willing to shave it off, but only for a good cause. If you help me raise $134,000 by the end of November, I'll shave off this mo. Oh, Your wow. donation will help November improve the lives of men. The fate of this incredible mustache is now in your very capable hands. Don't let me down. Wow. So there you go. So Austin Matthews is, is starting November with the mustache, but if he raises $134,000 by the end of the month, he will shave it off. So he's kind of flipped November on its head. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. down for that. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Last year... Or earlier this year, my wife bought one of those weighted blankets. Oh, you like those, huh? I love. You do. Interesting. And you know me. I'm a sucker for gadgets and infomercials. Yeah, I know. Believe me, I know. I saw this one infomercial for a weighted blanket that is also heated. You plug it in. It's too much. Why don't you just buy a bear? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like is the dog sleep yes, on me? Yes, it's too much. Who wants something that I want heavy? One of those, I hot really and want, heavy. Oh god. I really me. want one of those heated um heavy blankets. Really? Weighted no, blankets, yeah. No. And how heavy is it? Like when you feel that okay. on you cuz I've felt them the before. Blanket? Yeah, but I've never crawled underneath it. And you know me, I always have ingrown toenails and so uh -huh. the weight of that would just drive me nuts all night. Oh, you'd probably suffocate. Yeah, I can't do it that. It would crush your body. It yeah. would crush your torso. Here's my question with the weighted blanket. Yeah. First of all, do you keep it on the couch to like nap with or do you put it on the bed to no, sleep with? No, it's on the bed. It's on the bed. Okay. Yeah. And it goes on top of the comforter. Oh, okay. it's so good. So here's my question about the weighted blanket is yeah. I always get into bed and I do the same thing, which is I, I lay on one like sliver of the side of the bed. That's all the room I take up. I take up six and a half inches of the bed. Yeah. I put a little weight on the ass, so let's say eight inches. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. It's COVID. Yeah, I know. It's all right. It's all good, bro. Um, and then I always snuggle in, and I get my feet warm. Uh huh. Right. And then what I do is I take my feet and I just flick the blankets off my feet, so my feet are exposed. Right. Can you do that with a weighted blanket? Like, can you flick it off your feet? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say flick. Yeah. It's more of a lift. It's, I can't deal it's with a that, man. It's actually, nah. it would be a lift and push. No, because then the part right? that's folded over. No. Nah. Right? Nah. If you're laying down, like, which side are you laying down on? Are you laying on your side? Yeah, I'm laying on my side. On which side? On you're my left? right side. On your right. So, so I'm using my left leg. So if you're laying like this, right? I don't want to say like weak this? leg, but you know. 
Yeah. Your left leg is going to have to go like this. Yeah. Oh, no, that's too much. And then this. No, 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 no. That's too much. Up and then away from your body. And then whatever part it folds over on, if I try and get my feet under that now, it's going to be twice as heavy. Yes. Because it's going to be folded in half, right? Yes. No, thank you. I can't deal with that. Why do you like a weighted blanket so much? I have no idea. What do you get out of it? Like, what does it feel like when you're under it? It just feels like a little bit of weight on you the pressure i guess but where do you like that pressure like like i can't imagine having pressure on my chest when i sleep yeah no on my chest you or on like my back that. yeah or if i'm sleeping on my stomach really? on my back even on my legs actually my whole body so it's like a weighted blanket you do so how yeah. far up do you pull it do you pull it up past your shoulders like a regular blanket right up to my neck really yes. huh? and can you cuddle with it or is it heavy like oh, is it absolutely hard? you can cuddle you can yes what makes it heavy though what's what's the weight made out of that I don't even know. Like beans or something, right? Sure. Maybe? Yeah. You don't know. Don't know. Don't you care. Don't, you don't know. Nope. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know about that. And so you want a heated one? Yeah. That's too much. No, it's not. In the infomercial, yeah. they showed you how this particular <sighs> heated how one. How much is this thing before you get to the, the what the heat does to it? What do you, I think what, do you, what are you paying for a, for a heated weighted blanket? I think it was like thirty nine ninety five. Oh, that's not or bad. Forty nine ninety five. Yeah, that's not bad. Unless at it was all. like four easy payments of. Right. I didn't check the details, but what sold it for me was they showed this woman laying in the bed, and she had like a regular, like a heated blanket or a weighted blanket or just a regular one, yeah. right? On her lap. And on her chest. On her lap, all folded up like that. And a guy came over with Excuse a leaf me? blower. Yeah. And he <laughs> turned it up. on and Shut it blew up. the blanket right off of her. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> okay. And then they put the new one, the oh, heated one here we on go. her. And the guy cranked up the leaf here we blower. Go. And and nothing. That blanket, let me tell you, that blanket did not move. I understand it now. It did not okay, move. Okay, I understand. Right? Yes. If you don't want to buy one of those, you are a sucker. Right. I remember, You're living a regular basic life. Right. I remember when I was when I was doing the renovation on the on the house and we were doing roof stuff. I was looking through pamphlets of like different types of roofing material and they just kept using the term hurricane rated. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so that, that's your bedding, right? <laughs> like your bedding is like your bedding is like it's the it's the it's the steel shingles of like the betting yes, world, yeah. it's hurricane rated. Because I'm not basic. <laughs> hey, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Big up to Kevin Hart. He's got that new Netflix stand-up special dropping on Tuesday. He's currently in Toronto with Woody Harrelson filming The Man from Toronto. Oh yeah, and cracked a hundred million followers on IG yesterday. Oh, congratulations! And taking a break from filming. Uh, recorded this and sent this out to all of his fans. All right, look, uh, I was just informed that I have cracked a hundred million on IG. Uh, as you can see, it's a lot of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. My face is a representation of that. Uh, you know, look, you got to do what you got to do to get to where you got to get. Kevin, can yeah. you cut the sh- I love all of you. He was standing there holding a cupcake and his shirt, and he's got like a he's got blood all over his shirt, and he's got like a cut fake. Oh, there we like, go. Fake cut over his left eye. Okay. And blood like a little bit on the, the side of the, the left side of his face. Yeah. And that's why he was making the joke so of who's, blood, sweat, and tears. Who's telling him to... I think that was the director. Oh, okay. Patrick Hughes. Uh, and the movie Man for Toronto is described as this. The world's deadliest assassin and New York's biggest screw-up are mistaken for each other at an Airbnb rental. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what the movie was about, right? Yeah, well, it's based on... There was an old 
something, right? Like an old play or an old book or an, an older movie. But I don't know how much of that old movie there plays into this new one. Um, but yeah, so it's and I I'm very very happy to see Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson yeah. together because they've never teamed up. I before, don't right? think they anything. have, and I think that they would be a really good really good duo, yes. a really good combo on it's screen. Based on a 1933 film where a woman poses as a maid to try and get true love. Oh, so same. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Kevin Smith has a pop-up restaurant hit in Toronto tomorrow starting at 11.30 a.m. And it's called Movies. Yeah, it's movies from all the Kevin Smith movies, yeah, right? And uh, awesome. they're hooking up with uh, Skip the Dishes. And it's, yeah, it's basically the movies from the movies, only with a twist because Kevin is a much different eater than what he used to be. Kevin Smith, what's up, dog? How you feeling? Good morning. How are you? We're doing good. Welcome to the Razamoka Show. It's a pleasure to be uh, be speaking with you again, man. Thanks for having me on, man. I get to talk about Food, for heaven's sakes. Um, I get to talk about movies. What's your relationship like now with food? Uh, I'm, I went vegan after the heart attack. Like, you did. Uh, in February, it'll be three years since uh, the heart attack. So I went vegan right afterwards. So I, I'm all plant-based. Uh, and I haven't slipped in all that time. You haven't at all, huh? No, and I haven't missed anything, to be honest with you. Like, you know, over here in vegan world, we pretty much have similar things. You know, like the only thing that I don't, uh, continue to ingest that I used to, uh, especially the volumes I did, um, is milk. I don't, I don't, I don't screw around with like vegan oriented milk or plant-based milk, but I used to drink cow's milk. I used to drink two gallons a day, which is probably oh, why I had wow. a hard time. Two gallons of milk a day. Yeah. I, we do a podcast. I do a bunch of podcasts. One of them I do is called education where I sit around with my friend, Andy McElfish, and he's much smarter than I am. And so he kind of dishes out cocktail party science and he had talked about milk in one episode going like, you know, milk coats the stomach in such a way that uh, it gives you a sense of satiety. Uh, you, you get a, a, a feeling uh, that you've already eaten and stuff. So for some reason, I process that as like I should drink a lot of milk. And so I was drinking milk with meals and just drinking milk like oh, wow. whenever I was hungry. Uh, and then, yeah, I wound up having a, a widowmaker heart attack, which is where you have 100% blockage in the uh, LAD that goes across the front of your heart. And so it might have had something to do with all that dairy. Uh, but I'm sitting here looking at the pictures for the movie's pop-up, and I'm like, it looks greasy and it looks delicious. Yeah, we. well, I mean, here, uh, we've got both sides of the menu. So if you're not into plant-based food, you know, we've got real meat there. So yeah. you can get a cow tipper with real hamburger. Or you can get a cow tipper, the way I get it, with Beyond Meat burgers, Beyond Meat patties. Um, so we, you know, once we agreed to do this, because we started it in Los Angeles and West Hollywood, then we did it in New Jersey, and it just went to Chicago. We do it for like a week in all these places. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, once, once we kind of established it, and it's this mobile model and stuff, then, you know, I, I was like, look, I at least want to be able to eat at this place. So we got to offer like some vegan stuff. So, you know, the hater tots are vegan as well. Um, <laughs> I love and, that name, by the way. <laughs> thank you. My favorite name of all the food we got there is we have a chicken sandwich called the <laughs> Smoker. And it's just delightful. It's delightful to listen to people have to order it. There, we had these four older ladies that came into the West Hollywood pop up when, when we were doing it a few months ago. And so they, you know, a, a four white to blue haired ladies, sweet as heck, man. 
but you had to hear them sitting there going like, I'll have a smoker and they were giggling <laughs> it, it was awesome the world you created is so is so wonderful and i want to know what it's like to, to live in it because when you started out with these movies you sort of created this world but people are almost now who grew up with it more comfortable with like jane silent bob existing in the real world as we are in the sort of fictional cinematic world you know what i mean oh god yes i think it comes with longevity if you stick around long enough you'll go through the entire spectrum of audience interaction. When I first got on the scene, people were like, oh, we love this guy. Uh, 10, 15 years, years later, people were like, we hate this guy. <laughs> and now I've been in the business 26 years, and it's come back around to like, oh, we like this guy, or he's harmless, or something like yeah. that. So I've, I've gone to all ends of it and stuff. And with something like us doing the movies, that just ties into, like, the nostalgia button. Kevin Smith is on with us here on the Raza Mocha Show. Um, what can you tell us about the Mallrats uh, sequel? Like, how far into it are you? Have you guys started filming? Is there a script? What's going on? Uh, there's a script. Um, it looks like 2021, maybe mid-2021 is when we get to kind of go back uh, to work. Um, it's called Twilight of the Mallrats. It's, I've been trying to make a Mallrats <laughs> sequel for, like, five years. Um, and this one was like set in dying mall culture uh, before COVID happened. So since when COVID kind of struck, I was doing a redraft going, well, like I got to work this into it and stuff like that. It's not like it affected our crowd scenes. Like uh, the idea of the movie is like nobody goes to the mall anymore. So the most recent draft of uh, Twilight of the Mall Rats uh, addresses COVID. There's a, a mass component, but um, it's wonderful. I, I love the movie. Everyone comes back, all the characters. Uh, it is like a beat for beat. I, I won't even call it a sequel as much as it's a copy of the first movie. Everyone's just older. <laughs> Dude, uh, before we let you go, your quick thoughts on season two so far, Mandalorian. Um, the opening episode that uh, John Favreau, who created co-created the show, well, created, he wrote all the episodes, and Dave Filoni worked on the show together, first season. Favreau uh, didn't get to direct any of the first season episodes. So <clears throat> opening of season two, you get a John Favreau uh, written and directed episode that feels like the absolute classic Western. And uh, boy, oh boy, they started strong. But episode two um, took a shine, the shine off Baby Yoda when he started sucking down the right? eggs. I, I mean, know. I, know he's a, I, I know he's a kid, and, and kids don't necessarily understand. Boy, but he's like, now at the point uh, he's being disrespectful like, now. Oh, my God. Each time he slurped one down, you're like, no! no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Smith, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us once again on the Raza Mocha Show. Excellent talking to you guys. It gets some movies when it comes we down will. on Thursday. Oh, hell yeah. You Thanks, know we will, kid. brother. You take care, man. Be safe. You too. Bye-bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, we talked uh, a few weeks ago when Kate Winslet was doing an interview and she was talking about having to hold her breath for Avatar 2 yeah. underwater because they shoot so much of it underwater. And she had said at the time that she held her breath for 7 minutes and 14 seconds. Ooh, that's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. And I didn't know this, but I guess in that sort of Hollywood world, they keep tabs on how long somebody has been able to hold their breath oh, yeah? while filming a scene because it's okay. for insurance purposes. I don't know what it would be. I think for bragging rights, but because yeah. Kate Winslet was able to, and that story took off when she had said that she held her breath underwater for seven minutes and 14 seconds. Uh. Um, 
it turns out now that Tom Cruise was the former record holder for actors who have held their breath. For what movie? Underwater. For Rogue Nation, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Oh, yeah, of course. Apparently he did it for six minutes. Oh, wow. While filming while filming Rogue Nation. But six Kate minutes Winslet. seems easy. You think six minutes of holding your breath six seems minutes No, we easy. did this the last time when we talked it's about. It's very difficult Kate to hold Winslet. your breath. You for tried that to long. hold your breath. You didn't even make a minute, Maury. No, no, I don't think no, you made no. A minute. I did like no, I did no, 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 no. over a minute. No, like maybe no, a minute no. 20. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't make me bring out the no, no cat. But what I didn't know is that the actual record for somebody holding their breath underwater. It was like 10 minutes? Is a guy named um, Alex Segura Vendrel. And I don't know when this happened. Yeah. But the world record for holding your breath is by this guy. And they, I guess it's verified too. But he held his breath for 24 minutes and three seconds. Stop it. You're aware that's like impossible. I don't, I don't know how you. It's not impossible. The guy did it. Yeah, Yeah, but no, but nobody was checking that maybe he was breathing in and out from his nose. No, they had to have been able to check. No, this is underwater. How are you going to breathe in and out? Under your, like through your nose if you're underwater. You're dead after I, I don't of time. know, man. I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing that you can only hold your breath for a certain period of time without getting brain damage. Yeah. But then Kate Winslet is like, I did seven minutes and 14 seconds. And I watched that David Blaine special where he's teaching like celebrities on how to hold their breath with simple techniques. And they go from being able to hold their breath underwater for like a minute. And, they're, and then within a half hour, they're doing five minutes. Wow. Just with simple techniques that David Blaine taught them. Yeah. Like it's wild. I thought for sure. I thought the same thing that you're going to come out brain dead. Uh-huh. Right. You, the same I'll do thing. it right now with my mask on. Why don't you do it while we play a song and we'll come back and we'll revive you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Everyone's feeling good? Yeah, I'm all right. Good. I've been passing out like so early at night, though. Like, I'm, I don't even know what's going on. Like medically, you think? No, no, oh. no, 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 no. Like I'm Just fine. Tired. Yeah, and, and but I'm falling asleep at times. Like I never used to fall asleep. Like I'm now falling asleep between like I'll pass out at like seven forty-five and wake up at nine. Yeah, kind of thing at night, and then I'm up. Like like happened to me the other night, and then. It was 10.45, and I'm like, well, I'm awake now. What am I going to do? Uh-huh. Of course, Days of Thunder. <laughs> so I watched Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman fall in love Yeah, on screen. I forgot okay. how good that movie was. Uh-huh. I love Days of Thunder. But you only get like... Five f- hours. I sleep five for five hours? hours, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you feel that that's sufficient? I yeah, sufficient. I mean, it has been for the last, I don't know, 11 years or so, yeah. right? But uh, but we I don't have I, like a set bedtime. Eleven is usually say, my bedtime. Eleven is my oh, bedtime. That's too late, bro. Yeah, eleven is eleven's normally my bedtime. But then I, I've been screwing it up lately because I've been falling asleep. We got this new couch, and if I sit in the corner, yeah, I have what, to the couch sit. Is so boring. You no, fall asleep? it's so boring. This couch, <laughs> I hate it. I hate this couch. Asleep. This couch is so uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And then so what I have to do is. You ever met anybody in your life that has more couch problems than I do, by the way? No, not so at all. So we got this couch. It's so uncomfortable, uh-huh. right? And it's so and it's too low for me to get on and off of, so I look real old. <laughs> Side note, yeah. this is like so first world problems. Okay. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> okay. okay. So and first okay, so first of all, the couch is is, is like two inches lower than our old couch. So uh-huh. me getting on and off of it is very difficult. I look very old when I do it. There's no way I can gracefully get on and off the couch. Yeah. Like I'm at the age now, okay? When I get off the couch, if I'm if I'm on the couch and I have to stand up, uh-huh. I'm like I have to now put my hand on the coffee table. 
and pull yourself and, up. And push myself up. Like, I can't go from sitting to standing on the couch because it's so low. <laughs> okay? So the problem Why is... Why did you guys get such a low-ass couch? No, I don't know, ask Catherine. So, she knows how long your legs are, right? She does. But I live in a 5'2 world, man. Right, like, she don't like, care. She doesn't care. Um, so, okay, so we got this couch, and it's so uncomfortable uh -huh. that in order for me to find a little bit of comfort, I have to take 95 pillows and stack them in the corner on, like, the chaise part of it to, to like, I have to build a nest uh -huh. if I'm going to sit on this couch. But as soon as I build a nest, I make it too comfortable, and then I immediately just pass out like right. I, I can either sit in the couch sit on the couch in absolute discomfort or I'm going to bed right like there's no middle mm. ground I can't sit and relax on the couch so I wind up falling asleep as like at like seven o'clock because I built myself a nest in the corner of the couch and then I wake up at like 9 30 or whatever and I'm wide awake and then I have to watch days of thunder and that's get an why. air mattress. <laughs> I told Catherine, why don't we just say screw the couch, okay? Uh -huh. Why don't we say screw the couch? We don't have company over anyway, ever. Why don't I just buy a king-size bed and we just put it in the living room? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> My next suggestion was going to be futon, but no, I'm if just we're gonna, going king-size bed. Yeah, with know. a nice, big, comfy, padded headboard, we could all chill on that. Me, you, and the kid, like, it'd be great. Get nice, fluffy blankets and everything else. Why don't we just do a king-size bed in the living room? What'd she say? That's a brilliant idea, She would way. not allow it. Why? Right? I don't know. I, I, That's a woman who she, doesn't appreciate good okay. comfort. I look at it as being very progressive. She sees that as a sign that we've officially given up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm down with that idea. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We're all on uh, iPhones in here, so I'm just giving you guys fair warning. This weekend, look out. The group chat is going to be super lit. Oh, why? What's going on? Because 117 new emojis. We're included oh. with the iOS 14.2 update, which I quickly updated yesterday. So I got them all. Is that what my phone did to me the other night? And why my phone's so different now? What do you mean? My phone did an update the other day. Yeah. Two days ago. And now it's now things look different on it. Oh. Did you do the last update? Nah, I don't know. I never update my phone. No, why not? Sometimes I get told not to because I have to use gear. Um apps and stuff like that that if oh, they're the not show? yeah yeah for the tv oh. show that if they're not updated because oftentimes what happens is is that um apple doesn't give enough fair warning to developers when they're unrolling mm. when they're rolling out a new update and so developers have to they fall behind with right. getting their apps compatible so i always do it late okay just to so make just to make sure go to settings yes okay go to general and Go to settings. Yeah, and then general. Scroll to general. Oh, God. What do you ask me to do here? Yeah. And then see at the very top, it says about, and then yeah. right underneath it says software update. Uh -huh. So select that. Yeah. So oh. mine right now says yeah. your software is up to date. What is it? I'm iOS 14.2. Oh, 14.1. 14. I always wait oh. a few days before I do updates, though, because sometimes there's glitches. 14.1. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get glitches, too. Really? Yeah. I, maybe because you guys don't update quick well, enough. No, I was well, chatting with this guy. No more. You and still I called have iPhone him. 3, right? Four. Four. And so I was chatting with this guy, and he, I would call, called him, and with the new update, when it rings, apparently it rings, it shows you who's calling in the corner. Yes. No, at the top. At, at the, the top. top. Mine does that. Yeah, yeah mine does that. Up here. Yeah, I don't want that. So Why? Because I like it to take over the whole screen or whatever when someone phones. That way you, you're not going to yeah, miss it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I like that too. I like it when it takes over the whole screen. Yeah. I don't know if that can be done. Yeah. I'm sure it can be. I'm sure I haven't like toyed around with 
much of the other settings. Yeah. I don't necessarily, when it comes to updating the iOS, always read everything that comes with the new update. Who does? Who has that kind of time? All I read was at the very the very top point that they had yeah. with the update when I clicked on details yeah. was all the new emojis. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay so what I'm are the, what are the new emojis? Because you're the I take your lead on new emojis because I've got, never used an emoji. They got um, a ninja on there. What? They got a beaver, a panda. Excuse me. Uh, blueberries. Oh yeah. A green pepper. A plunger. <laughs> All very relevant to multiple conversations. <laughs> a silhouette of two people hugging. Okay. Uh, healthy lungs, a heart, but not like the traditional animated kind of yeah. what we all know, what we like all draw. Like an actual heart? heart. Here is a picture of it. That's a heart. Can you even see? Right there? The heart? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, gross. Like what wow. they have in like medical books. Yeah. Well, who wants that? Who wants I don't want somebody to send me that emoji. Well, um, and the, I guess if you're going to the hospital, you need the real heart. <laughs> like, like, I don't know where you use these. Like, I don't know. But you know when they're always missing? You have my heart, my real heart. <laughs> right? Like, they also got bubble tea. Uh, what are they on missing, Morgan? What are they missing? They have never put in a macaroni noodle. Well, because I think that that's something, that's something that is like. Tube-like and fleshy-colored, maybe misconstrued, construed. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? True, true, true. They have the zucchini. Yeah. Give me the macaroni. Now. I don't know, but macaroni's like macaroni's very fleshy-colored. Yeah, but yeah. it's curved. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh boy, I'm so excited right now, man! Imagine being a huge fan of something your whole life, Ooh. and then you get to do that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Paul Sun Young Lee from Kim's Convenience, Appa from Kim's Convenience, blew up over the weekend because he, a massive Star Wars fan, like has his own suit and everything, showed up as an X-Wing pilot in Season 2, Episode 2 of The Mandalorian. We welcome right now, from a galaxy far, far away, to the Rise of Mogi Show, Paul Sun Young Lee! <laughs> From Kim's Convenience. What's going on, brother? Oh, man, I'm floating on Clyde 9 still. I'm still in that X-Wing flying through the atmosphere. Okay, so how did this happen? Like, did they know that you were a massive Star Wars fan? Like, did you lobby them? How did you wind up in an X-Wing? Uh, you know, I did I did absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. I have a friend who works on the show, uh, uh, Deborah Chow, who's a director on season one. And uh, I met her when I like 25 years ago when I was working in Toronto at the Factory Theater. We were both just young people who were who were trying to you know uh, learn about the theater. And um, you know, flash forward 25 years later, and I hadn't seen her in a while. And she jumps in front of me at this awards gala in Los Angeles, and she says, "Hey, you know, I do want to get in touch with you. Do you remember me?" I said, "Of course, I remember you." And uh, she said, "Yeah, so I'm working on this little show uh, right now called The Mandalorian." And uh, Dave Filoni, who is the executive producer and the co-creator, uh, he's a big fan of Kim's Convenience, and uh, he wants to uh, he he wants to write a little part for you. And then months later, I get a call from my agent saying that hey, Lucasfilm wants to know your availability, and uh, I'm like, I will burn down buildings, I will <laughs> smooth <laughs> walk river, I will kidnap 
people's pets, I will make myself available. Oh, for wow. So when did you when did you actually get to escape and like go and film? And how many days did it take for you to film your your parts for uh, season two, episode two of Mandalorian? Yeah, episode two I shot in February um, and uh, that was pretty cool. It took a few days. They flew me down and, uh, you know, the shooting itself only took a couple of days, but I had to go down a little for a little bit of extra time because there's a lot of paperwork involved because this was my first ever gig working in the United States. And so to get the, the, the visa stuff and to get paid, I had to line up and get a, a social security number. Um, and I had to go through that whole whole sort of business side of it, which was really uh, eye-opening. But uh, yeah, it took, it took, you know, I was down there for about a week-ish. As a huge Star Wars nerd that we know that you are and you have your own suits and growing up as a kid, we all sort of dreamed and sat on our couch pretending that we were piloting an X-Wing. When you were on set doing this, did, was there a moment where you had maybe thought that you've been training for this your entire life? <laughs> Oh, it certainly felt like that. Like, honestly, uh, I, I sat in that cockpit and uh, it was like every moment of my childhood was in training for this. I mean, it, it, I didn't want to get out. You know? <laughs> you're in the flight suit, you're in that cockpit and you, they got, you're in the volume. So they have the star field all around you. You see the projection of the Razor Crest off to the side. You see the other X-Wing, your wingman, who's played by Dave Filoni. Uh, over there and it, it's just like I, I didn't want to get out it, I just I sat and I marveled for a good few you know it, it felt like forever but I wanted to soak in every single second of it because I never thought I'd get a chance to be in a galaxy far far away and that, that was a truly a dream come true we're talking to Paul Sun Young Lee right now on the Raza Mocha show you know him as Appa from Kim's Convenience also in episode 2 season 2 of Mandalorian that just dropped on Friday uh, during the, the the fitting for your outfit is it true that you had to actually instruct wardrobe on how to make the suit work the way it needed to work because you <laughs> you made one yourself like as a hobby <laughs> yeah so what had happened was they've got world-class uh wardrobe people uh the, the department is they've got professionals at the top of the game you know they've won awards for it and what happened was it, it, but for a lot of people it's a gig right and so they're working in the professions and not everybody who works on the mandalorian is uh, as deep dive nerds as, as everybody else and so they were doing a fantastic job but they were trying to figure out how to get the ejection harness to fit on me and they were working off of these old reference photos taken from a book <laughs> called Star Wars the costumes of Star Wars Yeah. so you know they're doing their best but uh, it, it, they're, they're kind of struggling and they said to me you know like I'm, we're sorry it's taking so long uh, we're just bringing this out but and to be honest we're both Star Trek fans which oh, is hilarious. No. Oh, and that shouldn't so, even be allowed. Yeah, and I finally, I said, hey, look, guys, uh, I hope you don't mind, but I've actually built this costume and I have it at home and I have on my cell phone meticulously curated photographs, reference photographs of how this ejection harness was built and how I put it together. And so they were very happy about that. They took my phone, they were looking at all the pictures and I was explaining how the stitching, how it was stitched together, where it was attached, what I attached it with. I told them how to do it and I showed them pictures and they used like little clips from like Jeez, the back man. of um, <laughs> uh, That's awesome. This is so, this is so incredible and you've already done 
so much. And one, I think that we all are so incredibly proud of you because that Star Wars universe and specifically uh, the Rebellion, Republic, whatever you want to call it, uh, couldn't have got a better guy to sit in that cockpit than you. And it doesn't matter at this point what you do for the rest of your life. You will always be an X-Wing pilot, which, bro, <laughs> I can't even comprehend myself. <laughs> I'm so pinching myself, like, honestly. And the fact that it's blown up like this in terms of the response has been really, really heartening, very, very humbling. Um, I had no idea the level of which the response would be. So I'm eternally grateful for the fact that everybody's so happy for me. Hey, Paul, I have here on my notes, um, I think, which, is it episode four or or is it seven in season two of Mandalorian where you pop up again? <gasps> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have notes, bro. I just I cannot. I cannot. I can say nothing. Okay, nothing. But I don't know, man. You saying nothing says a lot right now. But how happy are? You, but how happy are you when you read the script and you realize they didn't kill you? Oh man, you know I. I would put on 1,700 pounds of makeup to be on that show. <laughs> I would have worn the worst costume in the world, like, just to be part of that universe. And the first day I showed up, when I did my wardrobe fitting and I got to wear an original helmet from Star Wars, like, I cried during my wardrobe fitting. Before we let you go, we got to ask, what's uh, what's going on right now with, uh, with Kim's? Are you shooting right now, or are you back yeah. on set, or how's that working? Yeah, we're... Uh, we're in the, 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 the stretch. We're, we're in the tail end of uh, shooting season five. It's been going fantastic. Nice. Uh, home stretch. Uh, we're very, very excited. We've been very, very uh, happy with the scripts. Um, it, it, we're, we're excited to share it, and we're really happy to be back at work. Yeah. Nice. Paul Sun Young Lee, thank you very much for taking time out of your day to join us on the Raza Moga Show. Uh, season two, episode two of The Mandalorian, baby. Congratulations. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, guys. Absolute pleasure. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, did you hear? I've been listening, I'm, I think, like three times now, this clip of Sean Mendez doing Can't Take My Eyes Off You. Oh, so good. From uh, BBC Radio One's Live Lounge. Did you know that song? Like, were you familiar with that song from movies and stuff like that? The only version of that song that I know or that. Became really familiar with me yeah. was when Lauren Hill did it on her '98 album, "Miseducation of Lauren Hill." Right when she did this. Yes, yes. Like I knew it was um, a cover from somebody else, but I never like went and did the research as to who it was. Right, right. Who was it? Was Frankie Valley or something like that? Was that who it was? No, yeah. Oh, she always had that groove, huh? Yeah. Oh, I love this song so much. Oh, my God. This takes me back, bro. It's one of those songs. That whole album was so amazing. She's got such a beautiful voice. Let me just let this play out for a sec. What movie was it? I'm trying to think. What movie was it? Was it a Knight's Tale that Heath Ledger or 10 Things I Hate About You? Don't you remember Heath Ledger singing this in a movie? No, really? Yeah. Yeah, he was like serenading a girl or something like that. 
Can you fact check me on that more, please? And see if you can find it for me while we go through the, the Sean Mendez one. So then Sean Mendez did his version of Can't Take My Eyes Off You on the BBC Live Lounge. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. You're just like heaven in touch. I want to hold you so much. That long last love has arrived. And I just thank God I'm alive. You're just too good to be true. In the way that I stare, so good, right? There's nothing else to compare. The sight of you leaves me weak. There are no words left to speak. So if you feel how I feel, damn it, so let good. me know that it's real. Do you have the original there? Just too good to be true. I just want to compare this to the original. There's a lot of heart in this version, man. Yeah. He's really great at it's that. really, really nice. Oh, this is so old school. Beautiful. I love it. Like, how do you screw this up? Yeah. This is, like, this is the first time I'm hearing this version. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Because then it really kicks in and does a da 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 that part, right? I think you have the Heath Ledger one in there now, too. What movie was that from? Ten Things? Yeah. Yeah, this is nice, too. I like it. And I think they used it in a horror trailer, too, recently. Somebody can help me out with that. You know, I like it when horror movies, when the trailers, yeah. they use like nice songs I know, me too. and they contrast it Thank with like you. just bloody gore. Thank you. Thank you. I really like that. I fully agree with you on that. Oh, yeah, that's an old song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to take these long breaks. Remember <laughs> before they start singing again? They did Here, the switch up? Give me Heath Ledger now. Huh? What's that? Oh, yeah, Black Mirror. So the Heath Ledger one is from where? Ten, ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, okay. Did you ever see that? Never. Oh, my God. It's so oh, wait, have I? good. Yeah, no, I haven't. To be true, can't take my eyes off of you. Heath Ledger? Yeah. Like R.I.P., bro. Touch. I want to hold you so much. At long last love has arrived. And I thank God, so good, God huh? I'm alive You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes Wow, now let me go back to Sean Mendez yeah. real quick and hear this You're just too good to be true Yeah, that's nice Can't take so my beautiful. eyes off of you You're just like heaven in touch He's ramping up the appearances because his Netflix so doc much. drops next week Yeah, this is nice. Oof. Just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. Bras and 
Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Jason. How you doing, brother? Good, good. Yourself? Good, good. man. Uh, so what's up? Uh, guys, my girlfriend and I constantly fight all the time. <laughs> uh, that's what you wrote us for Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Now, you, got, you said that the honeymoon phase lasted about <laughs> six months, but then you fight like on a weekly basis. You say yeah. she starts fights and always waits for me to fix them because if I don't fix it, then we go days without talking. We recently moved in together and it's still happening. Uh, I've even bought a self-help books to read together. But she says that she's busy when in reality she's just lazy, Ooh, according damn. to you. Uh, you say that she's yep. got some baggage from a previous relationship, which you are sensitive mm-hmm. to, but it's been three years and she even has a stepson that you accept as your own. You just keep fighting and there seems to be no end in sight what are you fighting about honestly guys it could be anything like that's the thing the smallest things um just trigger her mm-hmm. i have to be sensitive to what i say but with her it's a no holds bar of uh what she says to me right so like give us an example so, what was the last thing you guys fought about so we've been transforming our basement into like a gym and she'll find great finds i'll go get them and even on Sunday, we got two pieces of equipment. I drove, so I have a son as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking care of him. It was the end of the night. I had to drop my son back home, lugging this heavy piece of equipment, which is like a big elliptical. And then instead of, you know, saying, you know what, honestly, I appreciate it. Good job. Um, one of the little pieces fell off and I couldn't find it. And I said, hey, quickly text the guy, see if he has it. Come to find out that we already had the piece. And she explodes on me saying, why didn't you check first? Why didn't you do this first? Rather than saying, hey, yeah, no problem, I'll text him. Mm-hmm. Just texting the person was an issue. And now I'm getting all this grief when I've just driven over 100 kilometers. Yeah. The thing is, like, from all of this in the last couple of years, I've developed a lot of anxiety from this. Mm-hmm. And she has a little bit of depression, which I'm also sensitive to, but I'm constantly there for her. She never even asks, like, How are you feeling? Being in a relationship where really your only two options are to fight or to shut up is a terrible place to be. Yeah. And without figuring out exactly why she gets set off. It's not about the, it's not about the things that set her off, but why is she so, um, has such a sort of light trigger where everything is going to set her off. She's always, you know, her first instinct is to be combative with you. And it seems to me that you guys are together, but you're not in it together. She has, you know, you even said yourself, she has her own baggage. You have your own thing, but you're trying to make it work as individuals. And I don't know if you fully, either of you understand that whatever the problems are, they are your problems as a couple. It's not her issue. It's your issue. And And honestly, and for us, the way I look at it is supposed to be, me and her versus the problem. Yeah. But honestly, like it's always just me versus her. And yeah. the problem is every time, you know, I say anything or I react, it's all you're too sensitive, you're too sensitive. And I'm just like Yeah. That's... And which is a trigger for me. Of course it is. <laughs> it's know? a trigger for any yeah. guy. We've talked about this on the show. Uh, if you wanna if you ever yeah. want to piss a guy off you know, take something he says that's somewhat rational and just tell him he's being so too sensitive. That'll that that yeah. sets dudes off. Hey Jason, uh, let me yeah. ask you a super important question. Yeah. Are you happy right now? I'm trying to be, man. But the answer is no. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to me that she wants to build something that isn't combative. She seems pretty yeah. comfortable in this life. She seems like she needs to have things her way and fighting mm-hmm. is the way to do it. And your feelings don't totally. matter. And your feelings don't matter. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. she, you, you see a problem that, that you would like to work on together as a couple where I don't know if she sees a problem. Is that right? Yeah. Honestly, guys. She, and she always uses example. Well, other couples fight. Well, other couples fight. I said, not this much. <laughs> yeah, but you're fighting over dumb stuff, though. Like you're not oh, even you're constantly. not you're not even fighting over something that's worth fighting about. You're just constantly at each other. Like everything everything is going to be an argument, and that's yeah. a problem when one of the people in the relationship is very comfortable with the dynamic. She's very she seems yeah. like she's very comfortable with you breaking down, sort of bending, and she gets everything she wants. Listen, you can fight, but you you can't hurt each other. And you exactly. sound and you sound like this is beyond just bickering. You sound like you're getting hurt. Yeah, honestly, man, guys, it's it's starting to affect me. I can't lie, right? Yeah, I think maybe. I have you have you thought about taking a break? Oh, that's the thing, man. We talked about it. We've taken little breaks here and there, and it's always one of those. She'll realize what she's done after a week or a couple of days, and then by then it's like you've been letting this brew for so long, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm just like. If you know you're in the wrong, which and she's even admitted it, she knows she's in the wrong a lot. And she's like, I don't know why I react this way. I don't know why I do this way. Well, if you're aware that you react this way, get some help. I think that's the next step. I think that you have to sit down and you guys got to be realistic and say, you know, I love you a lot, but we cannot continue like this. Every day is a bloody war. So I don't want you to do yeah. this on your own. We are going to do this together and we're going to go and try and figure this out. And we're going to talk to somebody who's really good yeah. at this. And honestly, guys, with... At least just started not too long ago, so I feel like I just want to get this year over with. Yeah, honestly, yeah, you guys, you guys need to work on this together, and you need to find somebody to help you. Like you need to find somebody who's going to be there with both of you consistently to work through this. And she needs to recognize that there are things that you guys need to work through. That this is not normal, and you can't just say all couples fight. But you're getting hurt. People are getting hurt. And I want to, man. Like that's the thing. I really do want to. I do, man. Like, or do you want to? Or do you want to be? Or like, are you at the point right now where you would rather not be in this relationship and focus on? your own life, and the life that you have with your son. Honestly, like, I even thought to myself all the time, I'm just going to focus on me, and hopefully she comes around. It's like, I just feel like now that we move in together, we're stuck with this lease, and you know what I mean? It's like, I want to, but it's I feel like it's kind of falling on deaf ears. From hearing yeah. your story and just talking to you right now, Jason, I could tell that you are in a lot of pain, and for me at least, <laughs> my opinion is that you don't need to be yeah. in this relationship. You yeah. can't be in this relationship anymore. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But you yeah. know the, the, the three-year history and how much of a ro- roller coaster it is. If you think that mm-hmm. by getting some help, you can get out of this on the other end and the yeah. relationship is fixed, then go for it. But if you think that it's gonna always going to go back to the exact same thing, this yeah. might not be the relationship yeah. for you, man. You need a healthy life. Yeah, for sure. Okay, bro. Does that help, Jay? Yeah, it does. It gives me a little clarity because I already kind of knew this. Though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. All right, buddy. All right, man, you I take care. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. You see that video of that girl on TikTok cooking steak in a toaster? Excuse me? Yeah. Or they that claim, she real. claims that she cooks steak in a toaster? No, that can't be real. No. That thing would catch fire. You can't like cook how steak long, in- How long is she putting it in the toaster for? I don't. Well, it's it's like it's a TikTok video. So you see somebody sliding two steaks yeah. into the two slots of a toaster, and she pushes the thing down, and then it cuts, and then the steaks are on a plate. 
Nah, that's like, fake. There's I don't no, believe that. There's, I don't believe that no at all. Thing, right? Like, no. The, 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 there's no cooking. It's First not, all, it's not an instructional video. Like that? I don't know because of I mean, TikTok. I guess toasters are cheap, She's, so. It's a famous video now. No, that's dumb. So, first of all, I, I don't think that that would actually work. No. Because you're going to burn your house down. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, there's so much oil and like, that's, there's so much fat in a steak that you can't, I don't know, maybe you can. I don't know. I don't know. And then there's another video where she cooks spaghetti and meatballs in a coffee pot. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> yes. Genius idea. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me how. So, Give me the instructions. Yeah, so I don't know. but I you, So you make meatballs, I guess, and then you fill the coffee pot. You put the meatballs in the coffee pot, and then you, like, put a little bit of sauce in the coffee pot, and then maybe you run some hot water, and then the the, 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 the plate underneath the coffee can, like, the canister heats the meatballs and cooks it's them. Genius. I don't know. I, I watched this whole thing. It's genius. You think it's genius? I put in a clip for you, Mocha, from 2017. These two experts on YouTube did the steak in the toaster and it worked for them. Oh, it did? Yes. Okay. Run your toaster on the highest setting. We found that if you run it for four full cycles, you're going to get medium rare. That is the fourth cycle. Throw it over here, good buddy. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's, a, that's nice. That's, that's even better than the last one. Mm. Who needs a grill? Oh, come on. Come on. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. See, I wrote back to that and said genius, and somebody said me, but wrote back saying to me that she would get electrocuted because I guess the juices of the meat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that you get, like, it, it's, it's, it's not a dry process. Like, mm. it's not like putting bread into a toaster. Like, when you slide a steak into a toaster, there's moisture and fat. Absolutely. And everything else in that meat. But wouldn't that you just would just go to the tray at the bottom where the crumbs go? And do no because it's electric. Like it's you're you're putting moisture inside yeah. of that thing. Like you can't do that unless you don't touch it when it pops out. But even a weight of a steak, right? Yeah, I can't see that toaster once it's done having enough force. No, you got to go push, in there with a fork. Yeah, to push the steak yeah. up. But I mean, the toaster we had growing up never popped up anyway. Oh, okay. You had to go in there with a knife. Yeah. But you, and every now and then you'd go at it with a knife and your mom would realize that you didn't unplug it first. Yeah. Right? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yes, exactly. But anyway, <laughs> so can you, can you cook a steak in a toaster? Yes. That was the question on TikTok. <laughs> Apparently you can because it's been done before, as Maury pointed out. I it's don't been done know. before. But, okay. uh, but, try but let me tell you. Can you try it in the room? No, no. not me. But oh. let me tell you, when this steak came out, it looked nothing like you wanted to eat. It was gray. Yeah, no thanks. Like, it was it was not even remotely appetizing. And then she put the two of them on the plate, and she just covered the whole thing in some sort of brown sauce. Blah. Like, it was just <laughs> <not. Ew. laughs> Oh, God, gross. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. There's a new app that can now tell you what your cat is saying to you. I don't believe it. There's an engineer named uh, Javier Sanchez in Bellevue, Washington, who used to work on Alexa for Amazon. And he's developed an app called Meow Talk that allegedly translates what your cat is saying to you. <laughs> now, he no, says no, every cat's no. meow is different, so each user will have like a different experience. Right. But the app uses machine learning to work with you to figure out what your cat's meows mean, and then translate them to you. This is Javier Sanchez, again, who used to work for Amazon, 
working on their Alexa products. There is evidence, essentially, that cats have a vocabulary. The name of the app is Meow Talk. What research gave us was essentially nine intents out of the box. These are general intents that all cats have. Like, I'm in pain, where's my mommy? I'm hungry, I'm happy, I'm going to fight. I have cats and dogs in my house. Dogs absolutely understand what you're telling them. They understand they can't talk. Cats, opposite. They don't care what you say, but they can tell you what they want you to do. Okay. <laughs> By the way, the app is available for Apple and Android. It's free, mm-hmm. but it does have like all these additional features that you have to pay 99 cents in order to uh, get to like unlock what? everything. I don't know. I don't know. Like pay if my cat cents. says five words, what am I paying for? Or what's on the app? <laughs> the additional five that stop it. <laughs> you need to figure it's out. So ridiculous. You get all ten words, maybe. What a I don't know. hustle this is. And anybody who buys, this is like people who get, you know, when you go to like a psychic and then they're wrong and then they get all pissy about it. Roz, you're not feline good about this No, app? it's stupid. No. <laughs> no, this stuff is just such a, it's a, it's a gimmick. And don't get me wrong. No, 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 I understand. No, no. It's I, a perfect app. I understand that's a gimmick, uh-huh. okay, that you download the app and then you bring it into your house and the cat meows and then you all sit around and laugh with what the app tells you that the cat is trying to say. I get sure. it. It's a, it's a gimmick. It is not actually translating what your cat is saying. Let's just get that because straight. Because I think for dogs and cats or like any animal, you know, anytime they make a noise, yes. it's either like they're trying to get your attention, right? right? Or they're trying to get your attention for food. Like they want you to like be with them, touch them, play with them, whatever. Right. Or they just want food. Yes. But I know like one my, of the two things, I right? I know when my dog wants food, he scratches my face. Yes, exactly. Right. But cats are different than dogs. They communicate differently. And all cats communicate differently from other cats. We got one cat that says nothing ever. At all? At all. And then I got another cat that is like. Have you ever heard it? Like a couple times, yeah, yeah. He has a very, 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 very quiet little purr. Yeah, and only what about a and only every like when he meows, it's weird. We all look at each other, like, "Whoa, Fig just said something." Can you mimic it? Nah, nah. I don't oh. do that. I'm not doing that because you're gonna tape it and then you're just gonna play it back me meowing. No, it's I not promise gonna happen. I won't. No, it's not gonna happen. I'm not doing Please? it. Please, nope. I want to know what. Meow. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like that? Yeah. Okay. And, and then uh, and then we have another cat, Moo, who um, it, like will be in the room with you, happy, and then he just gets up and walks into the other room and then starts crying of loneliness. Oh, no. Yeah, and then so you got to call him back in the room. Like, oh, no. That's just, yeah, that's just the way it goes. So, no, I'm not downloading a cat talking app at all. It's not going to happen. Oh. That's what Fig sounds like. Oh my god, my heart just broke a little. Well, that's exactly your cat. Yeah, I told you. I know. I told you. You're such a jerk. You're such a jerk. Anyway, if you want to get that, no, don't. It's called no, don't talk. It's a waste of money. Don't do it. Or we can just sit here and listen to this all day. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yes. Are you ready? Of course. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Uh, Johnny Depp, after stepping down from the Grindelwald character in Fantastic Beasts after losing his libel lawsuit against the UK, the Sun UK, um, as after the label of wife beater, Johnny Depp had shot one day of the film, mm. but 
because he was forced to step down, and I guess the way that the contract works is that Johnny Depp will still receive $10 million for the film for yeah. shooting that one day. So that is according to the Hollywood Are they going to leave reporter. his scene in? Or no, no, no. Completely recast and the movie was pushed. Hmm. Uh, Wentworth Miller says he is done playing straight characters. You remember Michael Schofield from Prison Break? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Wentworth Miller. So on Instagram, he said... Uh, this, I'm out of Prison Break officially because Prison Break aired between 2005 and 2009 and then they brought it back in 2017 and there were talks to bring it back again for a sixth and final season, I believe. But he says that he is out not because of static on social media, although that has centered the issue. I just don't want to play straight characters. Hmm. Their stories have been told and told and told. So no more, Michael. If you were a fan of the show hoping for an additional season, I understand this is disappointing. I'm sorry if you're hot and bothered because you fell in love with a fictional straight man played by a real gay one. That's your work. Oh, wow. <laughs> so no more uh, prison break and no more straight characters for hmm. Wentworth Miller, which is uh, interesting. More than two thirds of Canadians say that they would support a curfew if COVID-19 became more serious. This according to a new poll. 67% of Canadians said that they would back a temporary nighttime curfew Wow! from 10 p.m. rolling it back to, f to sorry, from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Yeah, just not allowed to be out. Not allowed to be out. So what happens if you're caught? You get well, fined? I guess. I, I don't know what happens if you start finding people for being out of the house. You got a dog that's got to go poo. Like, what are you going to do, right? Well, what if uh, you're somebody who works overnight? Yeah, well, I, I don't... Yeah, you imagine that there's things for that, but, like, no hanging around, no sitting on a patio, no going to a Starbucks, no, none of that wow. stuff, right? Uh, however... Man, I don't know if I like that idea. However, it, it varied by age. So 55% of people between the ages of 18 and 34 said that they would support it as opposed to the 67% overall. While three quarters of people who are aged 55 and over really love the idea. And 80% of people, 80% of people yeah. over the age of 65 thought it was a grand idea. <laughs> now, did they use those exact words? Yeah. <laughs> this is a grand idea. Yeah, they did. Quote, um, so my question is this. If I say to you, Mocha, uh -huh. just in general, because this is where I think a survey like this gets really skewed. Okay. Okay. Is they go to people and they say, hey, if COVID gets real, real terrible, would you support a curfew between 10 p.m. to 5 a.m.? And people are like looking around and like, look what we just went through and everything else. And they're like, yeah, I'm cool with that. But this is right, like, would you support a curfew between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. in December? This isn't asking people if they would support a curfew from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. in June. Oh, yeah. If you ask Mocha in June, <laughs> yeah. like, hell no, don't tell me you. what to do. Okay. I think you we, ask me in December, yes. I'll be like... Bro, I'm in the house. No big deal. At like 3 p.m. Yes, I'm exactly. Good. So I think I think time of year for that really, really matters. Uh, according to Mary Trump, Donald Trump's niece, who wrote that explosive book not that long ago, um, she says that uh, Trump is going to have meltdown upon meltdown, saying uh, Trump is not going to concede. He's not going to engage in the normal activities that guarantee a peaceful transition. All he's got now is breaking stuff, and he's going to do that with a vengeance. <laughs> What do you mean? Like in the White House? Just and like no systems and oh, I thought you and meant like, he, like break and a door, and break also, a door handle. Maybe that too. I don't know. Maybe that get too. a crowbar, start lifting up some floorboards. Uh, yes, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. Spill a little wine on the carpet yeah. on your way on your way out. Clog the toilet. Like, Flip the couch upside. Yeah, like I don't know. 
God, Chisel will carve his name into the desk Absolutely. in the Oval Office. Yes, just whatever, whatever he's going to do. So that's that's her opinion on that. Is that he's well, gonna, he's just going to blow everything up. He's, I don't know, like start and just firing be like, Here people. You go, Biden. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's now. I don't know. Britney Spears is said to be quote afraid of her dad Jamie and will not perform with him in charge of her life. Britney's mm-hmm. attorney uh, blamed Britney's hiatus in music on her father during a court appearance in Los Angeles yesterday, saying, "My client has informed me that she is afraid of her father." She's also stated that she will not perform as long as her father is in charge of her career. The hearing was held to determine whether... Britney's dad will remain as the co-conservator of Britney's estate. However, uh, the judge in Los Angeles decided not to suspend Jamie Spears, Britney's dad, yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, saying that the matter can be discussed, quote, down the road. Jamie was appointed um, Britney's conservator in 2008 after her um, breakdown, uh, putting him in charge of her medical and financial decisions along with other powers. Essentially, for the last 12 years, her father and attorneys have managed her assets and all aspects of her personal life, including being able uh, to restrict her visitors and have open communication between them and Britney's doctors. Really? Yes. So there's, she, there's, she doesn't have like a relationship with her dad, right? Well, no, her, she hasn't seen her dad in years. Um, but I just her, find it kind of wild. Like she seems, I don't know, maybe it's just on social. Yeah. But she's, and in interviews, like she's seen she, like she's. She doesn't do interviews, man. Or so, yeah. no, like what she does on social. Yeah. Like she just seems like she's fine. And she does her, she did her Vegas residency. That was the last. And she seemed which she fine. cut which she cut short. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's um but this is where the whole Man. free Britney thing came from. This is what it's oh, this is what okay. it's this is what it's all about. And so she's saying that they will not be there's no tours, no mm. music, no nothing. Like I genuinely until, feel bad. So do like, I. Yeah. And I know, think we She's a grown ass woman with kids yeah. doing her thing, trying to make money. Yeah. And she has like zero control over her own life. Yeah. Mads Mickelson is in talks to replace Johnny Depp in Fantastic Beasts. Who's that again? Mads Mickelson was Hannibal Lecter in the Hannibal TV show. Oh, I like that guy. Yeah, he was okay. also in... Oh, he was... kind of scary. He was the dad in... Um, I don't know why I'm clapping. Yeah, what? He was the dad in... You help like me out lot? here. Help me out here. I need the... Hold on, what's he his was name? He the dad Madden? in Rogue One. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yes, yes. I like that he guy. He was the dad in Rogue One. Okay, he's I really awesome. Like him. Okay, cool. So uh, he's apparently in talks to replace uh, Johnny Depp for Fantastic Beasts 3. Uh, Johnny Depp was reportedly asked to step down by Warner Brothers uh, after he failed to win his lawsuit. He think he worked one day, but as we said yesterday, Johnny was paid his full salary for that one day of work. Uh, Jason Momoa was talking to InStyle Magazine about when he was killed off of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones at the time was season, oh, spoiler alert. Was season one. It. Season one, for God's sake. Back in yet. 2011, it is not my problem. You have not watched it yet. I don't have to. <laughs> Thanks. If you think me saying that Jason Momoa was killed off Game of Thrones spoils it in any way, bro, you have no idea. The Does show come back? I know people come so back. Detailed. Does it come back? Uh, I, I don't want to know. In flashbacks. In flashbacks. But no, he doesn't actually come back. Spoiler alert. Um, he was talking to InStyle about what life was like after Game of Thrones um, and how bad it was and how little money he actually had. He said, I mean, we were starving after Game of Thrones. I couldn't wow. get work. It's very challenging when you have babies and you are completely in debt. Um, he was a regular on, what was it, Stargate Atlantis, mm. I think it was. And then he did so that. So he didn't get paid a lot for no, 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 Game no, of Thrones? No, 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 no. 
I would say barely anything for Game of Thrones. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then he did. Remember he did Conan the Barbarian in 2011. They tried to reboot that with him, and it failed you know, miserably. I don't. You don't remember that? Not um, at all. And oh, then, and then he did a movie with Stallone called Bullet to the Head. I think it was after someone needs to make money. He didn't start making money until he got cast as Aquaman. Oh yeah, I guess because the Aquaman he showed up first in Batman versus Superman, right? Yes, and then Justice Justice and then Justice League and then Aquaman. So that's when he started making money, but he hadn't made any money. He was just oh, incredibly wow. in debt uh, before that. So yeah, so yeah, they I mean, start getting that Apple money because he's doing that. <laughs> Right. TV show, yeah, see exactly, yeah, which now, I believe they're filming season two right now. Yeah, now he's got a lot going on. Yeah, um, huge news. I'm a huge fan of Umbrella Academy. Yeah, and Umbrella Academy on Netflix was renewed for a third season, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Did you watch Umbrella Academy? Not yet. You haven't. No. Oh, so this song means nothing to you. Don't spoil anything. Is this a spoiler alert? No, it's not a spoiler alert. It's just a fantastic dance number that happens in season one. Mm. It's and it's shot so incredibly well. One of them's upstairs and they, they're all fighting and then they... Do you know what the show's about at all? Like superheroes? Or no? Sort of, kind yes. Of like X-Men, right? Yeah, I, it starts... Like kids with special abilities? Yeah, it starts out and there was 43 women, I think it was around the world, who all gave birth on the same day to children and these women hadn't been pregnant before. Oh, wow. That, they just gave birth, right? Yeah. And then all these kids are basically collected up by this Professor X sort of guy. Uh-huh. And yeah, they had, some of them had abilities and oh, that's, okay. that's kind of what it is. And so these guys, these, they all, they're all grown now and they've grown up in this big old mansion um, trying to figure stuff out and they don't really know their powers. Some of them do, some of them are really good at it, others aren't. One guy they sent to live on the moon because he has a gorilla's body. What? Yeah, so he comes back from the moon. Oh man. It's a great show. Like it's really awesome. And season, mean. and season two, it like, was, yes. Like literally, you can't sit with yes. us. You no. sit yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It right? was, you can't sit with us. So, well, where do you want me to go then? Yeah. Well, the hold on you now. You want me to go to the moon? <laughs> yes, actually, we do. <laughs> so, season three is coming back. Ellen Page um, tweeted, uh, oh my God, we're back again with just the picture of the letter three, the number three with an umbrella top on that. So, oh, happy yeah. about that. Uh, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune is a go. Oh, nice. In prime time. So really? yeah, so they're doing huh. a they're doing a gimmick, uh, I guess. With they're doing all these celebrity and, game shows, now, yeah, huh? yeah. Because game shows, no, because game shows right now are easy to film because of COVID, right? Right. Small yeah. crews. They already have the sets built. The protocols are already in place. So they're just trying to figure out how to expand it. Because Wheel is uh, a syndicated show, mm -hmm. but these will be on ABC in primetime. Oh, so they're same going to with do like it. Pat Sajak and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to do Pat yeah. and Pat and Vanna and everybody yeah. else. Um, where does the Demory come in here for one quick second? The difficulty. Do you watch Wheel or do you just watch Jeb? I watch Wheel every day. You watch Wheel every day. Yeah, and do you do better on Wheel than you do on Jep when it comes to... No, Jeopardy, because Wheel of Fortune, they really get you and they say the categories and it has nothing to Thank do with you. that. Thank you. I've always felt that way about Wheel of Fortune. Very household, misleading category. Household item, and it's like bucket of water. Right. I'm like, what? Yes. Well, it's not the best example you could have used. You gave me no time to think of one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so look out okay, for that celebrity okay, something wheel. you find in the car and yes. it comes up side of beef. Is that one of them or you just make that up? I made that up. Oh, so that's not one of them then. No, 
I was trying We're to talking write. about one for the show, man. No, make one up. <laughs> God, you, you like sucking games so hard. Uh, Mario Lopez on Ellen. Talking about Saved by the Bell, the reboot goes down on uh, November 26th on W Network. Are you looking forward to this? Hell yeah, you yeah. Are, huh? Of okay. course. Okay. Even though are it's going to be more focused on maybe not the OG cast, but the. I'm fine with it. You're fine with that? Yes, so here is uh, Mario on Ellen. You know, it's been uh, over 30 years, Ellen, and I never thought we'd, we'd uh, be able to revisit it, but I thought if we can do it in a kind of a fun, cool, clever way. Um, we're back at Bayside, and, and a lot, of, I don't think I'm supposed to tell too much what happened to my character, but it's a lot of fun to see what he's sort of become, and they did a very um, cool blend of, of mixing in the nostalgia with a very 2020 version of the kids these days, too, and it's it's uh, shot beautifully, and it's a lot of fun, and just kind of seeing everyone, and, you know, with the old gang, uh, yeah. the OGs, and then with the new set of kids, and, and kind of being in that now teacher mentor role, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It was kind of neat to... And to it's re- the whole original cast? <clears throat> the cast is back. Uh-huh. The cast is back, wow. and, uh, wow. you know, and they primarily wow. focused on the new kids, but then the way with the right. old cast kind of coming right. back. They did it in um, in a very clever way. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of little, uh, what do they call them, like Easter eggs, like throwbacks, right? And uh, there's a lot of dancing. There's, there's some splits. Yeah, but zero screech. <laughs> yeah, no screech, though. There's a lot of everything. Yeah. There's just no screech. They don't bring that part up, huh? Uh, what is going to happen with Fred Van Vliet? That is the question. So, no, he's gone. What's that? He's a goner. You think so? Yeah, man. You don't think that uh, the Raptors are going to throw a whole <laughs> bunch of money at him? Because that's really what know. it comes down to, right? It, that's all it ever comes that's down all, to. That's all it comes down to. These hoes ain't loyal. <sighs> <laughs> I know. Frederico, don't leave us, man. Uh, Come anyway, on, this man. Is, uh, this is Fred Van Vliet yesterday. I don't have to, to tell people that I value winning. Like, just look at my story. Do your research. I've never been on a losing team in my entire life. That's what I'm about. And that's just what it is. So I won a championship. And now it's time to to cash out on 26. I feel like I'm 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 only four years in, but I feel like I'm on the verge of, of blossoming even more um, with more of a lead role and just taking more responsibility in my game. So all of those things factor into it. But you know, at the end of the day, it's not purely numbers, but the numbers do play a big part. And I just want to feel my value reciprocated from the other end. And teams can tell you that value all they want to, but until they show you what numbers then then you know what that means so um, we'll see what that looks like um i'm not gonna play hard to get i'm not gonna try to outsmart myself and and stack teams against each other but i mean we'll see what the numbers look like when they come in we'll try to make the best decision but you know i'm a pretty simple guy so it's not it's not that difficult for me yo that's so, a lot la- of tough talk from fred van Vliet, so man. last season he made 9.3 million dollars yeah and a lot of people are saying that he's in line to make double that so could and would the Raptors throw like 80 mil at him for four years? Like that right there. It's a lot of money. That's Everything he said money, right man. there was a direct message to the Raptors. Yeah, that's a lot of money. 80 mil, four years. Oof. I mean, we got the money. Show me the money. But what are we going to sacrifice? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Uh, Lucasfilm is defending Baby Yoda. Because a lot of people are very pissed that Baby Yoda um, was eating babies. 
<laughs> spoiler alert if you haven't Spo- seen episode spoiler two. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. <laughs> so they meet this frog lady, and the frog lady has a canister full of eggs, and she's like, hey, listen, these are the last of my kind. I need to get them to this planet so I can go and see my husband. And then so she's very protective of this canister. And then Baby Yoda, I guess, uh, they look delicious to him. And then all throughout the episode, he keeps sneaking into the slurping canister and slurping the back. And... A lot of people are very upset about that because yeah. they're like, this woman is just trying to protect her babies. And then why do you got to make them go down the belly of Yoda just for like for laughs? Yeah. And they are now making it very clear, as they did in the episode, that the eggs that were being transported mm-hmm. uh, were not yet fertilized, meaning there were no baby and frog, like alien baby frogs inside those eggs, much like chicken eggs. Gotcha. Right? So he wasn't eating babies. He was just eating unfertilized sort of frog lady eggs. Okay. I don't I don't know. But I mean, they, I wasn't really... But they first of the, all, it's a TV a, show. Yes. It's not real. Okay? I know. I know. So I, I yes. was not upset right. at it. Right. But, but, you, but, they, but they set it up as in you're supposed to feel for this woman because yeah. she's just trying to save her race. Sure. Right? And please get me safe passage to yeah. another part of the galaxy so my people can continue but to live. But it's also an alien frog lady, so right. not real. Yes, I, I, okay. I know. Like I everyone, I get calm it. the hell down. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying that they had to defend it, though. No, I know. Grey's Anatomy is on tonight. And uh, Chicago Fire shut down production after multiple positive COVID-19 tests. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, is that the Chicago Fire? Yeah. Is that the one that they're doing the crossover? No, 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 that's with? Station 19. Oh, Station 19, so, okay. So a lot of these shows, like the Chicago ones, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, and Chicago Med, is yeah. that it? So there's the three big Chicago shows, um, and a lot of people love those. Grey's Anatomy is back on tonight, and they, I don't think that they had to shut down at all, but mm-hmm. now what you're seeing is we've had it over the last couple of days that a lot of these shows that are like raring back up in production, they're just like, okay, here we go, let's do this, and then they get shut down, and Chicago Fire oh, no. is the latest show uh, to have to shut down their entire production because have you seen a promo for for grays for grays no no i haven't i wonder if this is like are they going to kick off the season with introducing covid COVID. well they they said that they they said it was going to be covid in this it's going to happen in this season we don't know if it's going to be Season premiere. Interesting. Or not. True. Yeah, I don't know. I don't ah. know, but I'm pumped for Grace tonight. Big things happening in the world of Hanson. Let me read you. Hold this on. Stuff. What? Bro, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Right Bob now. Hansen? Yes. So I guess Vice News is doing an investigation into Hanson and into the disconnect from fans to the group's politics. So Zach Hansen uh, had to offer an apology after his leaked Pinterest account was made public. Okay. So in the past and over the last little while, um, the Hansen brothers have been hesitant to support Black Lives Matter on social media. But with the Pinterest account from Zach, the reason this is making news because of a, quote, trove of pro-gun memes, many of which were racist, transphobic, homophobic, and sexist. According to Vice editors, one meme on the account suggested support for George Zimmerman over the 2012 killing of Trayvon Martin, uh, while another compared the right to own an AR-15 with uh, Rosa Parks' bus protest. Now, in an email to Vice about the Pinterest account, Zach Hansen wrote, the leaked Pinterest page provided a distorted view of the 
issues surrounding race and social justice, which do not reflect my personal beliefs. I apologize for the hurt my actions have caused. Now, in a separate statement to Vice addressing the criticism, Hansen added, we are so grateful to our incredible and diverse community of fans for their continued support and powerful connection with our music. We are proud to have people of so many different backgrounds as part of the community who consider themselves Hanson fans. So that's the latest on, on Hanson. I can't believe it. From these guys? Yeah, man. Well, that's a problem when you when you get famous when you're a child, right? Like you grow up and you people are shocked. That I know, and you have the, views and yeah, you're opinions. Not the, you're not the kid, right? And I don't think that it's ever been a big secret, you know, that they are a little bit more conservative. Yeah, they're open. They're very religious. Um, sort of keep themselves. They don't get involved. They're not. They're not that political. Overtly political, and normally, and we've said this before. Anytime somebody's not, especially in the last four years, anytime somebody's not overtly political, I just assume that they're conservative. Completely, because what else? What else can you? Assume? They got to rename this song. Guns, 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 There was smoke. Pouring out of Denzel Washington's house in L.A. Oh, yeah? According to authorities uh, okay? coming from the second floor. Apparently, there was no fire, so you don't, I don't know what happened. But uh, everybody got out okay. Everybody's safe. But the L.A. Fire Department uh, was called to the home of Denzel Washington late last night. So you know, everybody's everyone fine, though. Everybody's today, fine. when you see hashtag Denzel Washington or you see his name trending, yeah. you know everyone's going to be using the Denzel meme of hand over heart. Hand yes. over his chest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like sigh of relief. Yes. Gonna, like there's no better time to post that no. meme. No, you're right. That gift. This is what that meme is for. Exactly. Uh, Mocha. Yes. We have breaking news. Oh. The Roz and Mocha Show. Breaking news. If you want to harvest those apples, you better get it done soon. Because Zinya, the company behind Farmville, is shutting the whole thing down on Facebook at the end of the year. No! <laughs> Maury. Farmville is still a thing? <laughs> Maury, come on in here. Maury is one of the OG Farmville farmers. I Yo. still have some original things that I won on my farm. Like, back in 2003, I won a New Year's Eve gift, and it's still on my farm. What was the gift? It's a statue of a big New Year's Eve ball. So when did you win this? In 2003. And so it's on your you farm? Yeah. How is, it farm? On, how is it on your farm? When, no, it's like you're allowed to get awards and like they sort of drop these sort of statues and stuff like that on the farm. Farmville was launched in 2009. Mm-hmm. Oh, then I mean 2009. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Farmville was launched in 2009 and it had... 10 million daily active users in less than two months at Farmville's peak. There were 30 million people playing Farmville daily. No. 30 million. More used to buy gift cards for Farmville. I would go to Shoppers Drug and buy gift cards so I can buy more crops. Yeah. I know a guy who got a text message from this girl. Frantic text message. Hey, I'm at work. No access to a computer. Here's my username and password. Can you log in and water my strawberries before they die? Wow. Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, he, he didn't do it. <laughs> and do you not remember people's Facebooks were filled with, I got wow. this crop who wants to trade with me? Uh, Facebook said it would no longer support Flash games as of December 31st, the same date that Adobe is killing Flash players altogether. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I guess no more Flash for that. Thank God, because um, I'm updates. Ugh. Every couple yeah, of months? I know. It's such a pain in the ass. Uh, you can still play the game until December 31st, though. Uh, In-app purchases will stop on November 17th. Mm-hmm. And the company does say that a mobile version of Farmville will be launched worldwide oh, very wow. soon. So Yeah, but hold on. Here's the question. It's not the same. Can you transfer your farm to the mobile? Uh, I, I don't know. That's not a question for me, Th- man. That's, that's a real estate like question. A, that that, that is ask. like a question. <laughs> transfer tax. Yeah, man. Okay. I don't, I don't know that. You better stuff. call your Remax agent. Find out how to do that. Got a text uh, about Farmville from somebody. It reads this. Had to pull over to text regarding Farmville. Back in 2009, my family lived in another country, and it was hard to communicate regularly. The way I knew my grandmother survived her life-threatening surgery was when I got a Facebook notification that she was playing Farmville again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, man. I'm telling you, that thing was huge. Farmville was massive for people. Roz and Mocha Q&A. All right, let's kick it off. Ask Roz and Mocha with somebody on the phone. Hello, Mr. Han. Yes, hello. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. All right, so what is your question? What is a movie that you feel should never have a sequel or a movie whose sequel should never have been made. Jeez, interesting question. Do trilogies count? Sure. Like Godfather 3, I believe, should never have been made. Mm. I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, I know forever they were in talks to do a Scarface sequel. I think that's a bad idea. Uh, I'm not even down with the the reboot of the Scarface movie that they're working on right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those are two, like, immediately that pop out in my mind. There have been no. some, jeez, oh, it's really it's really crazy with sequels because as soon as I, what are you doing? Uh, nothing, I'm just sitting on my couch. Oh, oh, you got a leather couch? Yes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Stop moving around. Sorry. sorry <laughs> sounds sorry, it sounds sorry. weird. Just, it's really, the morning, it's comfortable. I have, yeah, I have I, my I, coffee. I Put some pants right. on because that is definitely skin on leather that I'm hearing. <laughs> Nobody knows the sound of skin on leather better than I do. Okay, no problem. Okay. Uh, Movies that should maybe let's okay. So movies that shouldn't have had a sequel. I'm trying to think. There's uh, there has to be a bunch that shouldn't have had a sequel. I know that there's movies that I'm really really grateful that they didn't do a sequel for at the time because because Mm -hmm. at the time for me like a lot of those '80s movies doing a sequel was a real crapshoot whether it was going to be worth it or not. Yeah. Uh, So for me, like a movie like The Goonies, The Goonies is beautiful because there's only one Goonies Mm -hmm. and it was this amazing Mm -hmm. adventure and it's almost shocking that they didn't do a sequel to the Goonies, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. I was always surprised by that, that they never capitalized on the Goonies, but uh, I'm glad they didn't, I right? Agree. I'm glad I'm glad they didn't. Um, for me, a movie that should never have a sequel, like, you, could, you, could, you can't do a sequel to something like E.T. 
Oh, right. No. Like oh, E.T. Yeah, is sure. E.T. is the perfect standalone film. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that people fought like hell to do a scene. Maybe E.T. comes back. Look at all the marketing we did. Look at the amount of yeah. toys we sold. Maybe E.T. comes mm-hmm. back. And so I'm glad a movie like E.T., you know, never sort of, you know, they, they, they stood their ground and they never wanted to do a sequel for a movie like E.T. So there's movies like that. But also with Terminator, right? Like I was such a huge fan of the original Terminator. And I always thought that was like a perfect film because I was like, what do you do after that? Yeah. And then T2 came out and I was like, oh my God, T2 is awesome. Like T2 is one of those movies where the sequel is almost better than the original. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was always a crapshoot with um, with. But then with anything sequels. after that, I wasn't really All feeling. of them after that were just I were, were terrible. Ghostbusters, and, and don't at me, honestly, but Ghostbusters 2 yeah. didn't need to happen. Like with the painting coming alive and the yeah. slime underneath the ground, to me, I, Ghostbusters Two. If I see it on TV, not interested. not interested. Doesn't uh. even doesn't even come close to the original. No, uh, you don't right. need it because like they they saved uh, what's her face up at the top of the yes. building. Yes. Everybody's Sigourney cheering. Sigourney yeah. Why did you need? What do you need to do? Yeah, I agree. And uh. I'm gonna say Mocha's gonna hate me on this, but Back to the Future Three is terrible. Is that the old West one? Yeah, I'm, it, yeah. to me, it's a lot of people like, don't like that one. I still like it. I I think that mm-hmm. was a joke. Yeah, see, to me, to me, Back to the Future. Well, because Back to the Future was set up; it had to have a sequel. Yeah, because it was a cliffhanger, at and the because end. they said to be continued. Yeah, yeah. So it had to be a sequel because they set it up that way. But I'm with you, Maury. I think that Back to the Future was two movies. I think Back Just to the Future. Yes, yeah, one and two. Right. I'm I'm glad that they never went to revisit um, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, you know, I thought that that was a perfect standalone, perfect standalone film. Uh, more sort of recent movies. I think it was a mistake <laughs> for them to do uh, a sequel to Dumb and Dumber. Oh, I like All Dumb those Dumber years too. later, I like right? Dumb and Dumber too. Mm, I also agree. thought it was a mistake that they made Anchorman two. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody yeah. enjoyed. I don't even like Anchorman, Anchorman one Anchorman was like you know an, a classic and like everybody quoted it and everyone was doing the voice and everything. Yeah. And then Anchorman two came out and I was like, oh man, you kind of like ruined. Anchorman 1 for me now. See, and right. they're going to ruin Elf if they do a sequel to Elf. We don't need a sequel to Elf. I'm with you on this. Elf should not... Elf, just do a whole new movie. Don't do Don't yeah. do a sequel to... Because they were talking about doing a sequel, right? Or... Yeah, they're, they're doing it. They're talking about it now. But wasn't the, wasn't the story that that John Favreau and Will Ferrell didn't get along wasn't that that's the, wasn't yeah, that wasn't yeah. that the story and or, that's why the, that's why Will Ferrell yeah like wanted to make the sequel we talked about this recently yeah, yeah. Will yeah. Ferrell wanted to make the sequel or James Kahn I think said that he, everybody else was down but Favreau wasn't down with it maybe he was busy with other no, projects no 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 right? no 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 what James Kahn said was that the reason the sequel never happened was because J- John Favreau and Will Ferrell hated each other oh damn Damn. And what's the Vince crazy. Vaughn one they're talking about, right, they, that we did two days oh, ago? Oh, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Oh, Wedding Crashers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to me, that, that's a, I mean, I mean, Wedding Crashers to me is okay. a perfect standalone. And stay with me on this. Yeah, okay, go. Stay with me on this. Okay. Maybe we didn't need the original Home Alone and we only needed the sequel. So nah. the, the sequel would have been Home Alone? We only needed Lost in New York, and that would have been the only no. one. Do you, you prefer nah. the sequel, right? I, I love Lost in New York. You, That's the only one I like. Really? Yeah. You don't like the original? Okay, so he's at home, la-di-da. Oh, see, to me, it's no, all it's about the original. Same. Absolutely. I'm down with the I could do without Lost in New York. See, yeah, no, to yeah, me, yeah. it's all about Lost in New York because he's in New York. No, no. Interesting that you like the sequel better. Hey, My Mr. family is in Miami, and I'm in New York. That's a line from the movie. Thanks, for her. Oh, really? Didn't know. <laughs> hey, Mr. Han, great question. Yeah. Thanks so much, bro. Hey, thanks, guys. Big right, man. fan of the show. Love you guys. Right, All right. Love you, you too. too. Enjoy that leather okay. couch. <laughs> I will. All right. I do. Later. Food question from Robin. What order do you assemble your taco? Oh. I start with sour cream and salsa on the bottom, then cheese, then beef, then lettuce, 
finally tomatoes. Ooh, interesting. Okay, so I got questions, though. I got questions. What kind of tacos are we talking? I assume Robin is saying... Like a beef taco? like like, Let's say traditional, just beef. Traditional, like ground beef. You put some spices in it, boil it down. And what I think Robin is saying is hard shell. Oh, taco. you think she's saying, I see, I, I don't know. I haven't had a hard let's, shell let's taco. Just, let's in... assume hard shell, like a traditional taco. Okay. I haven't had a hard shell. That's not a traditional taco though. Traditional soft. Traditional soft. Really? Yes. I've only known hard. <sighs> no. <laughs> uh, hard hurts my mouth. <laughs> I like it. I, I like it. I like it soft. Shush. Um, okay. So I only know, I can only tell you the way that I build a taco. Okay. Okay. Which is the only way that for me, whether it be... Do I do chicken differently than beef? Because I put different stuff on them. Um, Okay, so for me, uh, when I do a beef taco, I do beef tacos the way they stack them at, say, Taco Bell. Okay. So so for me, a beef taco on a soft shell, I will do just beef on the bottom, Mm -hmm. okay? Then I will do... I don't do tomatoes because it's a pain in the ass and I never have tomatoes in the house. Uh, then I'll do squirt of hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Then I have, normally with tacos, I have like sour cream, a mixture of sour cream that I make with lime and everything else in it in a squeeze bottle in the fridge. Yeah. So I'll squeeze that over top of it and then some chopped green onion. And then for cheese with those beef tacos, I honestly, bro, I take two tablespoons of that Tostitos cheese you buy in the jar and I throw it in the microwave for 30 seconds and Ooh. heat it up nice Hold and hot on. and just drizzle that over top. Mm. So I'm to me, the complete opposite. So to me, that's what that's what I'll do. Now with chicken tacos, I'll make my chicken, whether it's the day of or the day before, and I then will sometimes do a just a thin layer of sour cream on the on the bottom, but not always. And I usually do will do chicken. All I do on my chicken tacos is I do chicken on the on the bottom, mm-hmm. and then I will do pickled red onion that I always have in the fridge. And then I will do a little bit of hard, crumbly cheese. Um, if I don't have, like, Mexican, I'll just use feta, like a light feta sometimes. Yeah. And then uh, fresh-cut cilantro. And, again, I will just drizzle um, that sour cream stuff over top and then drizzle hot sauce over top as well. And that's how I do a chicken taco. Dan Mori? If we're doing the normal way, not your fancy, bougie way. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm scared now. I made fun of you. Um, <laughs> None taken. In front of him every day. Yeah. Here. Okay, so hard shell, I always put lettuce at the bottom. Okay. Because that captures the moisture. Gotcha. Then I'll put the like the sour cream. Mm-hmm. Then I will put tomatoes. Then the ground beef. Then cheese. Interesting. Oh, backwards everything. Wow, yeah. backwards everything, huh? Yeah. So when it comes to soft shell, when the shell is just like flat, Mm-hmm. I actually do a line of each thing, mm-hmm. and then I fold it. I'll start with the with the meat, with the mm-hmm. beef or the chicken, do that first, and then on either side of it, I will either put, like, uh, lettuce and then maybe tomato, and mm-hmm. I always put the cheese directly on the meat. Gotcha. And then dress it with sour cream or whatever, whatever, okay. whatever, and then fold it in half. Now, if we're talking a what, what hard kind, shell. What kind of shells are you using when you use soft shell? Uh, like a corn tortilla. So corn? Yeah. Okay. Do you roll, like, do you roll it or is it just full? Corn enough? doesn't roll that well. Flour is what rolls. Like, when like it's you, supposed when, to be fully enclosed? When you get like a burrito, those are flour yeah. tortillas. Um, corn, corn or flour, corn, I think. Corn doesn't roll very well. Um, it but breaks. It, Definitely they, they, breaks. They do. But I, I, heat, I heat all of them, right? So tortilla shells go on, the, on a blazing hot pan mm-hmm. with a little bit of oil until they puff up. But what's mm. the problem and when then, you roll it? Because it always falls apart and liquid starts dripping out the bottom. Well, you, you, you cook, you, you hook the ends in 
Right, you fold it. You make a little. Yeah, but you make then it all lines. starts dripping. Oh, oh, okay. That's your. That's a you problem. That's, yeah, Figure it out, yeah, man. man. That's a, a taco. taco. Tacos drip, baby. Yeah, <laughs> right and at the also, end. tacos are like two, three bites at the most. Yes, that's why you got to make lots of them. Um, and if you're talking hard shell, what I'll do is I'll start with the meat at the bottom, then the cheese, and then everything else stacks on top. Then the gotcha. tomato, uh, lettuce, mm-hmm. and onion, or whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the meat in a hard shell taco goes first and then the cheese see i make fries supreme at home all the time which Ooh. is i make shoestring fries and then i put the leftover taco meat on then i put um the melty cheese on then i put a big glob of sour cream and then i cut some onion and just do that mm. over the top i mean i love I, I, that'll be my whole dinner sometimes fries it's supreme? just fries supreme oh, hell yeah. yeah do you ever make your own hard shell tacos no never. so what you can do is if you have a non-stick pan Right. Put some oil in, in a in a sort of deep pan and you need like you don't need a lot because you're going to cook it when you cook it. You're going to hold a handle and tip the whole pan towards you. Okay. So all that oil is going to pool on one side of the pan and get tongs and grab little because the, the, the taco shells that I buy are the street taco size. They're only about this big. Ooh, so you get right? two they're, bites. They're, they're, they're small. They're yeah. small tacos. And then I get those tongs. So I heat up the oil and then I tilt the, the pan towards me and I take my tongs and I hold one side of the taco shell and I dip half the taco shell into the oil okay. until it starts crisping. And then I flip it over and I grab the, the, the other side that has been in the oil and then I round out the bottom inside the oil and I make my own hard shell tacos oh, wow. out of out of soft shell corn tortillas. Oh wow. Right? And they come out so great and when you bite them they don't like they don't crumble like a traditional sort of what you buy in the store hard shell taco. When you bite them it crunches but you still bite through it. Like there's no crumble. It doesn't fall apart Is on it you. A, okay. Don't be weird yeah. when I say this. Yes. Is it a mix of soft and hard? Um, no, it's, um, it's, it's hard on both sides, but the inside is still like a little bit soft, maybe, <laughs> I guess is the only word to de- to describe it. Okay. But yeah, make try next time you're doing next time you have good corn tortillas, yeah. um, make your own hard. Okay. <laughs> See, that's funny. <laughs> Natalie says here, what is your go-to memory to think about when you're feeling down? Ooh, geez. That's a tough one. Yeah, Maury? Yeah, it's usually uh, like being in New York. Oh, okay. Mm. Or Christmas. Sometimes okay. it's usually yeah. like... It, like a awesome. particular Christmas or just Christmas time in general? Christmas smell. Usually, you know what? Like if you're down and you start thinking about things, it's smells that make me happy. Yeah? If you think about smells. Interesting. Okay, yeah. I would say... For me, at least, um, my wedding day always makes me happy when I think about I it. I mean that too. The <laughs> <laughs> the day our son Cruz was born, yeah. uh, like I remember every single detail yeah. about that day and night, and that always brings me joy. And also, there's this place that my wife and I uh, had gone to, like maybe three, I think three times out in Cabo. This kind of like secluded mm-hmm. uh, hotel, and it was just like complete dead silence, and all you hear is the water, mm-hmm. all you hear is the ocean. So that stuff, memories of of our vacation there, uh, bring me a lot of joy. Interesting. Like I know you're thinking, like, why didn't I mention Matthew and stuff? But like we've been together 13 years. Okay. No, nobody's saying that, like, man. Anything I think about, obviously, he's there. Okay. okay. <laughs> Yo, why are you getting so defensive? I know. <laughs> Nobody questioned you. No, like we were about to let it go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's almost like you're saying that stuff out of guilt now. Yeah. I don't have specific memories that I go oh. to. No, because I don't really, like, I'm never really down, uh-huh. right? 
Uh, and then if I am, I'm so hyper just concentrated on what it is that's making me down and I just try and get myself out of it or fix that one specific thing. Now, the one thing that I can always think of, it's never, it's not a specific moment, it's not a specific anything, but if I ever need to feel something or be reminded of something great that I love, mm-hmm. the one thing that I will think about it because when I think about it, I can actually for one split second feel it. And that is just the feeling of having sun on my face. Ooh, that's a good one. I love yeah. that feeling, right? Yeah. I just, I love, there's a moment where you almost lose your breath because the sun is like so strong on your face when you start, like when you're sweating, like that kind of heat. I love that kind of heat. Instant and gratification. Instant, and I get instant yeah. gratification from it. And it's only a moment. Like I can't sit there and relish in that sort of feeling for an hour. Like when I think about it, it's a moment and then it's gone and I love it. Like I, I remind myself of that feeling okay fine so like if i'm on the boat with matthew we're right. going to the island yeah. like uh-huh. that's like a, a thing that we've did together that sure you know, makes me happy okay yeah 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 yeah. or like, like feeling like you're feeling the sun on your cheek I, yeah. i'm feeling his cheek next yeah. to my cheek. that has never happened <laughs> right there now i know yeah, you're now, lying now you're making stuff up, yeah bro. now you're making Come on. stuff yeah he feels so guilty yeah, right i know <laughs> <laughs> Jamie has a would you rather here. Okay. Would you rather eat microwaved food forever or drink watered down drinks? That includes coffees, teas, and alcohol. Okay. Now, with this, let me, okay, we have to set rules for this. Okay. Okay. So, when you say, would you rather eat microwaved food forever? Uh-huh. That means, okay. Like uh, Stouffer's Lean Cuisine? So, here's the thing. Leftovers don't count. Because that was cooked on the stove. No. Maury, the question is, would you rather eat microwave No, no, I'm forever? talking about okay. Ross's thing. Yes. No, no, leftovers. but leftovers had to have come from somewhere, which means you have to cook everything in the microwave in the first place. No, no, no. no. I'm saying I leftovers mean, can't count because I mean, it originated from the stove. If you cook a stew on the stove, but you eat it reheated the next day out of the microwave, that is not That's microwave food. No, that is, I that is reheated question, in a microwave. Though, I look at this question, though, and I think every meal that is made is made using the microwave. Only the microwave. So Only the microwave. So what we're saying is, what we're saying is that soup made on the stove, reheated in the microwave, does, does not, not count. count. No. No. It has to only like, be now. Unplug your stove, get rid of it. Okay, now here's my question. What about like frozen foods that are designed specifically to be cooked in a microwave? I think that's fine. Yeah, I think that you should include that. So we should include that. Yes. Okay. She just said, she didn't say make your meal. She just says eat microwaved food. Right, so okay. So it could easily be, you know, manwich or lean cuisine. I know, but I would never have, but, uh, but here's my problem with all of this is that I don't know if I could go the rest of my life without having ever, without being able to eat deep fried wings. Okay. So you would rather the watered down drinks? I don't know if I could go the rest of my life without having another roast chicken. I don't know if I could go the rest of my life without. Could you imagine how long it would take to microwave chicken? First of all, you can't. The skin? I know, know, but you can't eat microwave chicken. (laughs) I I know that's so I can eat microwave bacon. (laughs) Uh You know what I mean? I'd be like, I'd be okay. I'd be okay with that. A couple baked potatoes in the microwave, you could get away with that. Or like a microwave steak. Right, but you can't do (laughs) microwave steak. Okay, I can't do. no. Okay, French fries. French fries. So, okay. Microwave French fries. See, I'm so glad you started saying all that stuff because at first i was thinking okay i'll eat microwave food but i love hamburgers too much thank you okay so 
then to go the other way, watered down drinks. Are you still getting the the flavor, the taste <laughs> but, of that? But everything tastes watered down. Of that drink? Yeah. And like, if, I'm still drinking a coffee, okay. but it's watered. Like, I still get the sensation of that taste. Yes. And but basically, all, coffee then watered down is an Americano. It exists. No, no, no. But all drinks would have to be, all the liquids that you would consume would have to be watered down equally, right? So whether we say 50-50 or we say, you know, 75, you know, 25, like what's the ratio to watered down? What's just enough water to ruin almost everything you could drink? I think that ratio, Tw- 20, 75 to 25. 25, 25%? Yep. Yeah. Okay, what cool. What is it, half? No, that's oh. 50-50. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so everything would, ta- everything would taste watered down. Every beer, mm. right? Every beer, take, you could only pour three quarters of a glass. The rest of it has to be water. Okay. Oh, man. This okay. is easy Every- for me because I grew up on microwave food. So I'm, I have no problem eating a, like a TV dinner. But only TV dinners, though. Dude, that's, when I lived alone, the rest that's of your literally life, was eh? my life. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing okay, grosser okay, than what, okay, microwave what? mashed potatoes, okay. but to eat it. Hold on. Let's take away TV dinners then. Let's take away the frozen things that were prepared in another way. And I you were- love microwave hot dogs. I love putting a rice cake in the microwave with a piece of cheese on top, and you take it out when it starts to bubble. How long do you think Matthew would last in that house if you could only eat things out of a microwave? Oh, an hour. I was going to say an hour. <laughs> I don't even think he'd make it to dinner. Just the thought of eating it out of the microwave. Um, but yeah, I need I need chicken wings. What about pizza? Like you can't. There's microwavable pizza. Pizza like with pizza bagels. No, no, no. But let's take out the frozen stuff. We're mm-hmm. taking out the frozen. Let's things. say you had to create a meal using ingredients in your home. Yeah. How fun would that be to try and make a pizza in the microwave? No, no. But what would you do? I What's the know, process? Man. What would you do? Well, I guess you could take like you a piece take a of bagel. Pizza. You, you could cut a bagel in half. You a, put all the stuff bagel. on. Bagel. Yeah, pizza bagel. Have you oh. never had a pizza bagel? <laughs> Don't look at me like I'm insane, Maury. You're the one talking about pizza bagels. Um, <laughs> and cheap bubbly cheese on top of a rice yeah, cake. Yeah. Okay. What about what about just taking like I guess like you could do a pita bread, right? You could put yeah. a piece of pita bread in there and put some sauce on the top and microwave or melt just some, pita bread some with cheese. You know what, guys? Inside. Honestly, I think I'm gonna say the watered down drinks. You are, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was leaning towards the watered like down drinks. Like a great too. afternoon sack, just pita bread with some cheese inside when it melts, and you have a melted cheese pita. I tried to convince myself that the watered down drink would just be like. If every drink you had, you put ice in it mm-hmm. and then forgot it on the counter and you went back and drank it when it the ice melted. It still has the flavor yeah. of that drink. Right. It's just a little watery. It's just it's a like little It's like when watery. you were growing up and your mom would douse juices with water so it wasn't too sugary. Douse? <laughs> <laughs> you mean mix? You mean like dilute? <laughs> like when I was growing up, we would always buy the strawberry banana drinks. Oh, yeah. And Susie course. would pour half a cup of water in it so that it wasn't too sugary. Okay, my when we buy, when we used to buy the cans of, remember you buy like the frozen concentrate cans of orange yeah. juice Tropicana. and stuff like that, right? So it would, be, it would be in the fridge. And if you read the instructions on the back of that, it said... Put this in the jug and add three cans of water. Yes. Right? In my house, in my house, it was five. Oh, really? Hell yeah, it was. You, if you ever got caught, if somebody went in there and took a glass, you knew right away that this was only three cans of water. Yeah. Right? And you would, like, it's like you broke a rule. You broke really? a rule. Yeah. But what was the, re- was it the same thing? Too much sugar? No, because it was supposed, it, w- it would go too quick. Yeah. 
We would we would burn through it. Four glasses and it's done. And, it, and it's done. Did you have a jug big enough for five glasses oh, of water? We had a we had a Tupperware that you could fill it full of ten. It was like those big things from <laughs> McDonald's <laughs> that they used to bring the track meets for the for the <laughs> for the, Yo, for, the, for, for, the for the orange drink. Bro, I love those. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Oh my god. Bro, are you just saying that right now? It just takes me back. Uh, Holy cow. Yeah. All right. Steven asks lobster claws for hands or tentacles for feet. Ten- How would you walk with tentacles as feet? Well, obviously in a wheelchair. <laughs> so then you're going with lobster claws? Oh, God. Now, you know lobster claws, it's basically just two things, top and, top and bottom. There's not like... We there's understand, no what, claws I understand what claws are. I understand what a claw is. I have to go tentacles with feet because I, uh, I need my hands. For mm-hmm. what? For everything. Life, man. For life. You could still type. It would just be slower. No. You, you go automatically to type. I go touching my child, like yeah. hugging people, feeling something, being able to eat with my hands, being able to write with a pen. No stopping you from hugging. You could still have your arms. No, no. I need my I need so my. So you're going to go with tentacles I'm for go, feet? I have to go tentacles I mean, for how feet. How would you put your makeup on with claws? That's why I went tentacles with feet. So you just in a wheelchair, just rolling around. Yes, I, I mean, I, I would probably, maybe, maybe, but maybe somebody could make shoes that slip up the stump of your leg, and then all eight tentacles went into their own little mini shoes, right? So your feet just look like but stars. You, yeah, but they, there's no girth to sort of walk on tentacles. You yeah, still have to but, slide around. No, but what I would have is I would I would have stumps, like my legs would still be stumps. Yeah. They would just have tentacles for feet, so I would still have support here. Oh, you're still would, going would, all the way down to your ankle, but you'd right? walk around. You'd be sort of flopping to each side as you walk. It wouldn't be convenient at all. I'm with you on that. Yeah. It wouldn't be convenient at all. Um, but Unless, I think that I, I would. I think that I would figure out a way to make it work. You shush on your butt, like you'd shush. You think shush? I'm gonna, no, you're no, more, no more. Shimmy. Not shimmy, shushing. No, more. What the No, I do. I understand what you're saying, but I think that before like I start sliding around on your butt. Yeah, where well, your your legs are out, and you you shush them up, and you. Okay, so more. Hang on a second here. Okay, it, like <laughs> you're not gonna get before very far. before you start shimmying your butt down a sidewalk, you would explore the option of a wheelchair. Oh, or or a wooden plank with four wheels, like a caster wheels like, on like, the bottom, like, like what they, um, like what they, the mechanics slide under cars with. Exactly. Yeah, like a dolly, like yes. a little mini. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the guys with covered in carpet, like what mm. they move furniture on. Exactly. You yeah. know where I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going the feet. I'm going tentacles for feet. Yeah, I think I'm yeah, going I the have same. to. I can't lose my There's hands. There's so much because when you think about uh, your day to day activity and what you use your hands for, everything you need your hands. No, everything. I'm going to do hands because I mean, how can I do the treadmill with tentacles? Maury, Maury, you don't do pause, the treadmill pause. now, and you got regular feet. <laughs> pause, pause for one second, okay? I'm going to bring Maury over to the tentacles for feet thing in like 90 seconds. Maury, right now it's strange times. We're all in COVID. Mm-hmm. Eventually, eventually there will be a vaccine eventually we will all get it and eventually Matthew will go back to work and you will have your office back during the day. You tentacles still, for feet. Tentacles for feet. Thank you. Atkins925 is where you will find Ask Razamoka. Ask away and we will answer. This has been the Razamoka Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.